Welcome to the Late Night with Chalky podcast. I'm Jay Late Night Larson. And I'm Lyndon Chalky Cabellion. In each episode, we will be talking to different surfers and surf shops to learn more about them and their passion for surfing. We will be diving deep into their experiences as well as their involvement and contributions to their local communities. Be sure to check out our website and Instagram feed for updates on future shows. Thank you for your support, and we look forward to sharing these great stories with you. Late night. What's up, Chalky? Do you remember Fuel TV? Dude, of course I remember Fuel TV. Fuel is epic. I know it is. But I have some exciting news. And what's up? Fuel TV is back. What? It's so sick. Yeah, back and better than ever. And they are the newest sponsors of the Late Night with Chalky podcast. Yes, I love it. Thanks, Fuel. You know what the best part is? Of course I do. You can now get Fuel a whole bunch of different ways. You can subscribe to their new app called Fuel TV Plus and get their entire library of shows like Built to Shred, Danny and the Dingo, and Drive Through, and also their 24-7 channel, all commercial free. To subscribe, just go to plus.fuel.tv and download the app. The other way you can watch is Samsung TV Plus channel 1179. That way is free and includes the better than ever fuel TV that we all know and love. Skate, snow, and our favorite... Surfing. Surfing. Wow, Lyndon, that's pretty awesome. Really pumped. Hell yeah, it is. Welcome back, Fuel. Welcome back, Fuel TV. Foo Wax. The wax that's found under all of the best surfers on the planet. You mean late night? Always under my feet. And Chalky? How do you think I pull those big airs? And layback Lars. And those laybacks. Wait, whoa, whoa, whoa. we're not doing the 90s again, are we? I don't do those anymore. Foo Wax, the best wax in the game. Foo Wax. Bonsai balls. They only use real Asahi, not like all those other imitators using sorbet full of sugar. Yuck. They also get their honey from a and bee pollen from a bee farm. Healthy and delicious. No processed honey. What also makes them amazing is that they roast and make their own peanut butter. Damn! They've got seven locations. And download the Bonsai Bowl app to skip the line. Skip the line. Order ahead. Bonsai Bowl, healthy, delicious. Caliente Southwest Grill. Healthy Mexican food featuring local organic ingredients. They also have great salads, vegetarian and gluten-free options. Wow. Yep. Don't they also cater and make party packs? They do. They have all your needs for all your events. Nice. Visit calientesouthwest.com. Or go to the restaurant in Costa Mesa off of 17th Street. Caliente Southwest. Ashland Hard Seltzer. Crafted in San Diego. It's an adult beverage built for all walks of life. Bro, you've had it, I've had it. It's delicious. It is so good. It's refreshing, only 100 calories, all organic, no sugar, also gluten-free with 0.0 carbs. Hashtag enjoy cold Ashland hard seltzer. There is a saying that you don't stop playing when you grow old, but rather you grow old when you stop playing. Iconic Life is an adventure-driven company that seeks to embrace life to the fullest and to never stop playing. 
Check out their natural hemp CBD products that help those that believe in that philosophy. Check out iconic.com. Spelled I-K-A-N-I-K. Again, iconic.com. Or on their Instagram at iconiclife. Friends and family, brothers and sisters, welcome to the Late Night with Chalky podcast. Today's guest, one of the most stylish, recognized surfers of all time. He has a larger-than-life personality, a true entertainer, storyteller, and one of the most animated people I know. He's won multiple tour events, came number two in the world, runner-up in 91. He's a big-wave madman. He's won prestigious Billabong XXL. 68 feet, you guys. You hear that? 68 footer. This guy's an insane, passionate surfer. One of the best surfing advocates we have in the sport of surfing. He's put his life, experience, hard work into the art of surfing. He coaches others. He just came out with a coaching program called Wave Key. We want to welcome the legend and our friend, Mr. Brad Ger- Gerlach. Damn! Brad Gerlach! I could have added some more, but man, I was like, you, you got so much to talk about, and I, I'm, we're fortunate to have you, buddy. It's, it's like, it's weird, right? That entry like that, you're like, all right, so, you know, but. Um, <laughs> Damn, so, man. Thanks so much for inviting me. Appreciate it. You, right. you, you're looking dapper, dude. I like the stash. I like the hair. The Pat Riley look going on right now. It's kind of good call. The coach of all coaches, my, man. Brad Gerlach. Yeah, my uh, my son's hair. My son's hair is probably like mine. Here he is. Here he is. Say say hi, Mendon. Hi. This is Zeppy. What's up, Zeppy? What's up? Today, it's finally warm here today, so he wants me to go fill up the pool. Oh, yeah. Tell, tell nice. everybody, not everybody knows where you are now, so you're in, you're down under. Yeah, I live near Devil's Beach, um, and uh, uh, it's in Torquay. Um, at Bell's Beach is about a 10, 12-minute 12 12 drive, and um, it's uh, <laughs> somewhere about south, we're south of uh, Melbourne slash Wuhan. Uh, about an hour and a half because Melbourne had the worst lockdown. They're still locked down. Um, and they can't leave uh, then anywhere in the world. Wow. Worse than Wuhan. That's crazy. <laughs> Did you say it? Ambak. And that means wave in Indonesia. Ambak. He's looking at this guy. He's like, do you see he's in space? <laughs> he's, in that, he's in that zone where he's like, all right, there you go. Like, go yeah. Go outside, okay? So all cool. Right. See you, buddy. So much fun. Hey, 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 hey. Papa Gurr. Yeah. You know how they are, you know how they borrow they go, transport. You know, like, <laughs> transport. Go taxi. <laughs> transport. <laughs> And you gotta go like, oh yeah. They go, what would you like to eat? And you're like, can I get some chicken? And they go, chicken. (laughs) With him, I always go, Sigmund. You remember Hogan's Heroes, girl? 
Achieving a gorgeous grin from home isn't a total mystery with Bite Clear Aligners. Just don't be surprised if all of your sleuthing friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Bite Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. The spirit of performance is what defines Acura. And now, it's electric. Introducing the ZDX, Acura's most powerful SUV yet. Crafted using the same formula that brought them electrified supercars and multiple IMSA championships, the ZDX has track-tested performance that packs an energy all its own. Unlock the energy and order yours at Acura.com. Yeah, 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 yeah. Never? I, I know it. nothing! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I love that show, Mabo. Yeah. Mabo, man, he's like, it's small, he's like, how you uh, well, I, uh, my parents, uh, we lived in L.A. when I was four or five, something, five or five, or in that zone. Uh, we did a bunch of traveling before then. Um, and then when my parents split up, I was about seven, six or seven, seven-ish, and we moved to Cardiff. Um, wow. I moved, I moved with my mother down there, and... Um, um, and then, yeah, I, I think I tried surfing once with, with my dad when I was about eight. Um, I think my dad was just reading the paper, not paying attention, and, and I, I was like a real blown-out day, and I, I, I didn't have any fun, and I came in and was like, yeah, I don't, I don't, like, I don't like surfing. And um, I, don't think he, I, I don't remember him saying, like, well, you should try harder or anything. I, think he was, I, think, I don't remember any of it, you know? I remember seeing this older guy with a with a with one of those um, his bicycle. He made he made like a wagon wheels and like a way to put your bike on the back, put your board, and you know the old school like drive to the beach with the wheels. Yeah, yeah. And um, yeah, I I was like, oh, you surf, you surf. Oh, and he's like, yeah, man. Like everybody in the seventies, when you're a little kid, seem like they're like, yeah, man. You know, it's probably too hard for you. I don't know, you know, like, <laughs> I don't know what, like, uh, like, uh, anyway, um, then we, um, uh, then I don't know, somehow, like, we moved to, we moved over to Lucadia, we moved right by the beach, and, um, one day we were walking down to the beach, I was 10, and there was a board on the beach, and, um, <clears throat> just laying there, no fin, just, just, like, sitting there, and I walked, you know, I was with a friend, and I, I go, that's that surfboard just right there, like just sitting there. Like, is that anybody's board? And it's like, I don't know, man. Let's just go swimming, you know. And I was like, no, I, I that that that, board, that board's like, I and I'm like, I'm gonna if that's nobody's board, I'm, I'm gonna try it, you know. And so I asked, you know, <coughs> let's say in '76 at Beacon's Beach, and I, I just asked like randomly, like there weren't like a lot of people on the beach, but I'm like, hey, is that your board? What? What? It was almost like it was white and had like a picture of Jesus on it. <laughs> somebody, somebody put, you know, like it sounds kind of pretty, uh, pretty deep, but it had a picture of Jesus on it, and it was kind of semi buried in the sand in a way, you know. And it was I asked everybody. I even, you know, when you're a kid, you don't have like that. Um, you know, I have that like. There's no way someone's sitting 400 yards away. That's their board. You know what I mean? But I still was like, I want to make sure I, was, I didn't steal it. You know? And so I was like, 
hey, is that your board over there? And they're like, what? And I'm like, that over there, is that yours? And I'm like, no. <laughs> so I took it and I ended up standing up on it that day. And, um, and as soon as I stood up, the thing just started, you know, like no fin on it. So it started going <laughs> like this. And I was like, oh my God, this is so fun. And I had at that board that I tried when I was eight years old um, uh, was at the house. And it was actually a Bing. And um, I grabbed, I, I, I told my friend, I'm like, dude, dude, this is so much fun. You should try this. I, and and I, I, I'm going to go home and get my board. He's like, what are you doing? Let's just be, let's just, you're such a weird kid. Like, let's just play at the beach and like go swimming and let's go find stuff. I'm like, no way, man. I'm, I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm going to go get this board. This, 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 dude, you got to try this. Anyway, I ran home, came back, started surfing that day, and then, um, and then that's the a crazy story. Day. Like, I mean, that's a crazy yeah. story because uh, I, I, I think I, I read that part, you know, of you finding that board somewhere, and it had a uh, picture of Jesus on it with no fin, and you you surfed it and caught waves on it, and it turned your life into surfing, right? Like. All of a sudden, yeah, you, were, you were hooked. But the path is so weird because I, I went I went back to get that Bing board. And then that day, <laughs> like I'm such a weirdo, that day I, I, I wrote it. I came home. I told my mom, I'm like, hey, I'm going to be, listen, just, uh, you know, notice, put a notice up. I'm going to be surfing every day, mom. And, uh, <laughs> uh, you know, and by the time I get to fifth grade, if I'm, maybe if I'm like, you know, the best surfer in school and, uh yeah, the chicks are going to dig me, and, um, you know, my life, this is what I'm doing, you know. And yeah, it all laid out. Okay, yeah, you know, <laughs> okay, yeah, there's other things, and I'm like, no, there isn't. No, there's not. It's just surfing. And so um, we, I, I surfed every day, and then, um, and then there was, this is August of 1976, and then in November, like right around now, um, or November 7th, um, I was at, uh, my mother worked at a real estate agent and all the real estate guys served and they had this company picnic at, in Del Mar at the beach and, and I was there with my mother and I was serving with the older guys. And the thing was that I didn't realize this till much later in life, but when I was a little kid, my mother was, a, um, my mother was a, uh, there, uh, <laughs> oh, it's right there. It's professional water skier. Professional yeah. water skier. Yeah. And your dad was a diver. Wow, what good genes you had there. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Athletic and coordinated and wow. Look at mom. Look at moms. That's so Sick. epic. Yeah. And um, and so she did these like, you know, water, she'd do all these water shows and stuff like that. And my dad being a diver, he'd do like uh, diving shows. Uh, and they had these water shows that there were divers and water skiers and synchronized. My mother was also a synchronized swimmer. So I was in the pool from like, I can't remember learning how to swim. I like always was in the pool. And I was like, I'm, I'm, I'm sure it's in the stretch imagination. I was a hyper kid. I'm, I'm like a hyper adult. So like, <laughs> I, I, mean, I was so hyper. <laughs> I used to love being at the bottom of the pool and going like this and then shooting to the top. You know, yeah. I used to love that feeling of the water on my body and zoom, you know, like I was like a fish. And yeah. so when I when I would fall off the board, 
I used to just touch the sand and be like, I'm back up, get back on the board and be like, I want another one. <laughs> and so I took off in this wave. I fell backwards. I touched the bottom and I went to come back up right at the same time. <laughs> oh, this is great. This is a good thing because I can tell you it's so much better. But this is my, somebody gave me my old linden. Oh my but God. Epic. Right at the same time that I came up, the board went boof and hit me right in the nose. Oh. And it it pearled after I fell backwards and it went underwater. And then right at the same time that I came up to get the breath, I was only 10, and it just went bam right on my nose. Oh. Super, super gnarly. And I had, um, I had uh, 150 stitches. My, step, my septum was completely, my nose was broken in four spots. And um, I got a big scar right here. My whole lip, my whole thing case was super swollen. Uh, for a long time after that, I had a cast on my face, you know, like I had like a plaster cast. And wow. I remember when going out, people were just staring at me. And I just was like, I just said to my mom, like, what the fuck are those people looking at? I was so pissed off. Like, <laughs> so mad. So that happened so when mad. you were, t- that, that was when you were 10? That's when I was 10. And I was like, and I, and, and. So I was in the hospital. I had two different operations. My my scar kept shrinking and pulling my nostril over. All this stuff, plastic surgery and all that. And um, my mother's like, yeah, you know, so roundabout way, like maybe you'll surf again. I'm like, no, I'm never surfing again. No way, no way. Like I'm I'm not surfing. <laughs> you never know. And I'm like, no, mom, are you kidding me? I'm not surfing again. This, like, yeah, I'm it's traumatic. Skateboard. I'm like, I'm gonna I'm gonna skateboard. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not, I'm not doing that again. Yeah. And uh, what, 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 what about the girls at school in fifth grade, man? What were you gonna uh, do? Uh, that, that was that was like that was um that like the way I looked, I looked like uh like I felt like I looked like a, a like a primate. I like my my nose was huge. Like I just like I just didn't I hated the way I was like man I look like I'm so ugly now. Like fuck, I got no chance with the chicks. You know like I'm like. <laughs> And my dad, my dad has broken his nose and broken his face, and that's a whole other story and all that stuff from his diving thing. Because um, he used to jump out of a balloon, and there he is right there. <laughs> um, and he, uh, uh, he just laughed and was like, yeah, cool. This will make things <laughs> more masculine and, and give you more character. Yeah. That's what he said. That's so such Dan, a like, tough guy. I was just like, what character? Cartoon character? I don't look like a cartoon character. Like you know, you know, you know. So anyway, uh, I had a pretty rough start, and then what happened was, well, I mean, we live on the beach, so like, hold, you know, there no phones. Girl, no girl, hold on yeah. a second though. At ten years old, you're pretty focused on girls and being a professional surfer already. That's that's pretty damn young. Right, I, I didn't think I didn't think about professional serving at ten. I thought about the girls. Yeah. <laughs> I, 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 I've been interested in girls since I, was, I can remember. My dad, you know, we lived in Las Vegas. There were always pretty girls around. I was like, "Who's that?" You know, I get kind of like, uh, you know, like just, you know, it's just, it's just, you know, DNA, man. I don't know, you know, man, you know, like, woman, man, you know. Anyway. Um, 
That's funny. Yeah, I was never one of those kids that was afraid of girls or not into girls. I was always into girls. Yeah. But anyway, so, so like, the what happened was I didn't go to school. Like, you know, I was kind of like, you know, I had this year and a half period where I had these operations and, like, just, um, yeah, I just, I was, I was pretty pissed off. Yeah. And then, um, and, um, and then what happened was we lived by the beach and just all my, there was no phones, no computers, no, you know what I mean? Like nothing, three channels, I don't know, you know what I mean? It's like I couldn't just veg out, no video games, you know what I mean? Yeah. So it was like people, all my friends would go to the beach. After a while, I'm like, fuck, I'm going to go to the beach because that's where everybody is. So I'm going to go down there. I'm not surfing. And I went down there again a few times and then I'm like, eh, you know, I'm so, I'm so such a good swimmer. But I'm like, okay, well. And then what, and then it dawned on me. I'm like, you know what? I'm going to kneeboard. <laughs> I'm going to kneeboard. Right? Is that safer? <laughs> yeah, because that's safer, right? Yeah. And so this kid who was like, you know, at this point, I'm like 11 and a half or somewhere in that zone. And this kid who's like seven or eight has got like a little kneeboard he's standing up on. And, you know, me being like the con artist salesman guy that I'm like just, you know, you know, I just, I was just like, hey, bud, uh, you know, <laughs> hey, where do you live? And he's like, oh, I live, you know, kind of far away and everything. And I'm like, oh, I live right by the beach. You, you ought to, you know, maybe you ought to leave your board at my house. <laughs> you, can't put your, you can't put your board on the bus, uh, you know, uh, and then this way you could hop on the bus, come down, dude, you can surf whatever you want. Great idea, dude, this is what you ought to do. And he's like, mm, I don't know about now. I, I, you know, you're young. You don't really know how good of an idea that really is. This will get you surf way more. <laughs> so my, my intention was that he could surf more, but it was a win-win, yeah. you know, right? <laughs> so, I thought you were going to say you were going to get your body on a boogie and start boogie boarding. <laughs> no, no, I didn't do that. But um, I felt good about like I, I've always kind of I've, I've always had that feeling of like it has to be good for both. Yeah, my dad's just pounded that in me from me. I used to say it's got to be good for both, otherwise it's not a really good deal. So I thought this is great for this kid, and I'll, I'll call him a few times to remind him, hey, your board's here; it's in good condition. You should come down and surfboard. Normally, you can only come down with your parents, you know, like whatever. So, I took the board and um, and I kneeboarded half a wave. <laughs> and I took it off. I paddled into it. I got up on my knees. I got up on my knees. I was like, and I go, "This is stupid." And I just went, woof, woof, woof. And, I, and I stood up on, on that wave and rode it, and then I was like hooked again. I was like, because I had that three months of experience before, yeah. so I was like, oh my god, this is like skateboarding, but better. And um, and then, yeah, I had the kids board for, I don't know how long, a month, or I don't know what it was, and finally the kid's like, hey, uh, can my board back? You know, and I'm like, alright. You, you know, and I ended up buying a buying a board and then I got back into it and I was just like <laughs> straight into it and you know it's no con not really contests and all that kind of stuff. and then you know I was just a really incorrigible kid and my my mother couldn't handle me and she's like you got you get this is about I'm about 14 13 13 she said you're gonna have to move in with your dad and 
my dad lived in Arizona at the time, and I was like, Oof. are you kidding me? Are you kidding me, mom? I'm like, you know, you're gonna ruin my career. <laughs> I didn't even, I think I certainly like two contests. I am like, you're gonna ruin my career, you're gonna ruin my life, I didn't ruin your persona. <laughs> and uh, so I had to move to Arizona. I moved to Arizona and I was just that bum. And during that time, uh, you guys know, you know John Glom? Yeah. You know John Glom? Yep. By chance, Laura? Nectar. Yeah. Yeah. Nectar. So, Glom, like, Nectar said, hey, look, we want to get some young guys on the team. We want to make them some boards and um, and pay for a few of their contests and sort of make, like, a, called it a mini Hooney team. And I found out, I found out about that through Larry, through Colby. And I'm calling Colby from Arizona going, dude, how is it out there? He's like, yeah, waves. His voice is super high. And then he's like, yeah, waves are so good. <laughs> dude, I can't believe you're in Arizona. I'm like, dude, I can't believe it either. Man. What am I doing out here? Anyway, he's like, yeah, John. And one day he goes, oh, yeah, John told us he's going to do a team. And well, I'll stop doing the high Larry voice. But he's like, yeah. Um, he told us they're going to do this team. And they're going to pay for a contest. And they're going to get us some boards. And they're going to take us around. And I'm just listening to that on the phone watching my ship sail by going, are you kidding me? Oh, my God. Oh, devastating. That's it? I'm the opportunity is passing you by. And anyway, I ended up coming. Um, I ended up, uh, so I went into full salesman mode and talked to uh, uh, Larry's mom about, could I just sleep in the garage and I'll be good. I'll clean stuff. I'll do whatever, you know, because my mother was like, you're not moving back here. You're too much to handle. And she agreed, and I got back there, and I was like, "Ooh!" I got back there, and on like the second day, I was back. I was surfing at Beacons with Glom, and and because um, Glom was the team head of the team, and uh, and Larry, and uh, this guy uh, Tony Mason, and this other guy named Kenny Clemens, and um, and then Chris Menzi ended up being on the team, and uh, Glom. I'm just, you know, I'm just like trying to rip as hard as I can in front of Glob, just hoping, just hoping he would pick me, like hoping. And I never forget. I've told the story before, but dude, this is like just like that moment where, you know, it, the music just goes, oh, and he, we throw our boards on this ice plant at Beacons, and like everybody's like, that's where everybody gives each other shit, and just, you know, it's just like the spot. And Glob goes, so what, Gerlock? You gonna ride for us or what? And I was just, I was just like, <sighs> I just was like, my life is—it's like, it's gonna happen. You know what I mean? It's gonna happen. It was like amazing moment for me. And then from that point forward, um, uh, uh, Nectar made us these surfboards. Glom had this like brown 70s van with eight track tapes of Zeppelin in it, and we were driving up the WSA events and like fucking tackling each other, wrestling, <laughs> wrestling in there, surfing all day long, you know, I mean, laughing so hard and just, you know, getting second and being like so pissed off and like just all the funny, fun yeah. stuff. I had the best upbringing because of Glom and so thankful that Nectar did that and. That's you know, so rad. That's, so that's it, awesome. How, how old were you at that time? Pardon me? How old were you at that time? Like 14? 14. Yeah. yeah. 14, yeah. So, Gert, how long were you in Arizona for? Not that long then, right? 
Yeah, I was in Arizona for like the end of the year, you know, like from like April to graduation, like maybe um, April to like beginning of June. Yeah. Uh, so, so that prison you know, sentence didn't last too long. <laughs> no, 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 dude, 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 dude. Two, two and a half months for a third. You know, I just turned fourteen. Like right, that that was an eternity. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, oh man, you're forever. I'm lose. I'm gonna lose it. I'm not even gonna be able to surf when I get back. You know, like you just don't understand. You yeah. Know, like yeah. days without surfing back then was like. Dude, I haven't served in two days. Yeah. <laughs> so you, you probably you probably came back even better, just mo- you know, like taking that time off and just thinking about it. Dude, I, and they had they had a um, so my dad had a laser light show in this place called Legend City, and I worked for him. And um, they had that's that the wave pool was there, that Tempe, Arizona, the Rick Kane wave pool. I went and surfed it. That's crazy. I went and surfed it back then. I was like, oh my God, this whole thing sucks, but it's at least I'm surfing. <laughs> and, um, and I saw Kiss, at, and I saw this, I saw UFO, and, um, and I got fired. My dad fired me. My dad fired me. <laughs> and, I, I, and, and, and rightly so, because um, I was telling my wife, because we had... Um, we had a, you know, had people that don't read the website, and they just go, "Hey, can I do this?" or whatever. And they don't read, and uh, and well, the laser light shows here, right? And people would walk up, and there was all this written material, right? You know, behind it. Oh, it's you know, this is what it is. This is how much it costs. This is this. This is experience. And everybody walked up would ask the questions that were on the board, and I was like that cocky 13, 14 year old kid, and they'd go, "Hey, is it is it this?" And I'd be like. <laughs> well, is it this? And I'd be all this, <laughs> and I was super unlike cool, you know. Like I was like, "What's your problem?" Like, can't you read? Can't you read? He heard me. Oh, heard me saying to somebody like, "Can you read? It's all right here." My dad's like, "That's it. You're fine." And the other way, customers, you asshole. And, <laughs> And so I'm like, what? Oh, God, people are so stupid. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, <laughs> but, their mon- but their money is so, so you got to zip so it. Anyway, uh, I told my wife, like, just, like you just got to realize people just don't read. Like, they just, they, they, they want to hear it from somebody. They want to yeah. hear it. They wanna, so some people, I, I, I mean, I get it. But that was my first lesson with that. And um, so anyway, I, I was walking, I, I, I walked home. I'm like, you know, I'm walking home, and and and, and, and he has stories. Like he's like he's like after work, I drive. I'm driving. I'm driving back home, and there you are on the side of the road walking home. And this is in Arizona, Phoenix, Arizona. I'm walking home. It's like I don't know five miles. I'm so pissed off at my dad. I'm like just walking home, and he pulls up. He goes, "Uh, you want to ride?" I'm like, "No." <laughs> and then I go, "Okay." And then I jump in. <laughs> so awesome. I get the best stories of my dad. Anyway, so so you lived in Arizona for two and a half months. Go back to Lacadia, having the time of your life, and then you guys, you John Glom, Chris Benzi, that crew, you, oh, you were, Larry, Larry Colby, Larry, Larry Colby too, and he's from Huntington oh, though, right? No, no, that's all. I'm getting to that story okay. because yeah, Colby was my best friend. He and I. In Encinitas, Lugadia, Swami's 
would, would surf together every day and talk about being professional surfers and, you know, try to outsurf each other and, and laugh and just, yeah, he was my best friend. Then I, then I, then what happened was my mother moved to Las Vegas when I was 15 and I, um, I wasn't moving there and, uh, I'd already, I'd already uh, been surfing in these NSSA events and winning them and stuff like that. So I was already like, hey, look, this is what I'm doing. And my dad was living in Orange County, and my dad's like, all right, I'll move down to North County. So he moved down to North County, but he should have moved to Encinitas, and he, he didn't want to move to Encinitas. He, he moved to, like, Solana Beach. So I had to go to a different high school. And back then, like, a different high school – you know, being five mile, four, four or five miles from your friend was a, was a big deal because you didn't, like, have a car and, like, you know. And so I went oh, to yeah. high school, and that's when I surfed Seaside every day because I had Seaside as my, um, uh, it was uh, where we had surf class. And so I, I got to, you know, I got to know Seaside Reef really well. And um, anyway, so I kind of didn't see Larry for that one year. And then my after a year my dad's like I, I i can't stand it down here there's no action i'm like what do you mean he's like there's just nothing going on down here like he's like you know what he meant was there's no chicks it was just a small town and he wanted to be in orange county where there was more chicks and more business and more stuff going on and he said uh what do you uh, why do you move up there with me you know what i mean if you don't like it you can move back and i was like yeah because uh, i was thinking about just moving in with a friend even though I'm like 15, right? But that's just how it was, you know? And and then I talked to Larry, and he goes, yeah, uh, my mom's pissed off at me. I got to move in with my dad up to Huntington. And I'm like, are you kidding me? Like, what do you mean? He's like, and so we, he moved to Huntington right when I did. And what he, his dad lived on, his dad lived on 12. His, his dad and his stepmom lived on 12. We rented a house on 11, and it was like, Fucking bro, fever all over again. Wow, it's in a new town. That's so cool. Yeah, like the not, I wasn't just the lone new guy. We were the. We you were had your best friend with you. that moved together, that got along super good, that were like, like, dude, we're like, we're like down to getting fights with people from Canoga <laughs> Park and stuff like that for the for for the locals. You know, Billy Webb, Mike Dodge, yeah. Steve North. Pat Downey, Pod Dukes, you know, like, they just, like, do hard, um, dude, there were just so many characters, and that year, so I was 16, I moved to Huntington, I got my first, like, you know, real girlfriend, and, um, that was amazing, because I would just, I would surf Northside every day. Yuck! And I couldn't believe how consistent it was in the summer, because Encinitas in North County isn't a good isn't really that great in the summer. It's like yeah, it's it's winter like spot. and I was like, oh my god, every day there's something here. And all the chicks and all the everybody would just hang out on North Side, listening to K Rock, K Rock on Ghetto Blasters. <laughs> and I had my girlfriend, and I would come in and just crumb donut myself on the on the sand, and then roll around with her, and then go back out, and then and then go back to her house before her mom came home and get it on and then before mom came home we'd be watching mtv mtv just started we'd just be kicking back and then her mom would come home and be like you're so cute like, you want some dinner and i'm like oh yeah and then i just i do that on repeat like you know people always talk about summer of 16 was amazing like mine was literally like amazing 
and then everybody's energy around surfing and pro surfing in Huntington Beach was so much more uh, uh, welcoming. And and in there's there's no place I've really lived in the world where because I've lived all over the world where I felt brotherhood and with so quickly. Yeah, like, I was gonna yeah. ask you. And I still feel like I got a, a huge piece of my heart. I've been in HB for three years, but like it, you know, like a huge. Yeah. yeah. You know, well, the, well, those those teenage years are so in, in, you know impressionable with like you know growing and maturing and those bonds and that 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 time of your life where everything's new, whether it's a girlfriend or a different place or you know focusing on surfing. I mean, you're definitely that's always going to have a, a place in your heart for sure. So, Gert, were they were the locals? Uh, did they accept you right off the bat, or did yeah. you have to like kind of? Prove yourself in the in the in the surf first. Um, you know they accepted me right away because I knew I'm I'm pretty quick at being able to decipher who's the alpha and all that stuff and not I didn't come with an, with like hey I'm the new guy like like this I came with like man I'm really happy to, I'm stoked and like you're and you know like I kind of. No, nothing was disingenuous. It wasn't like I was telling some guy that it was bogging like a ribbon. I just, you know, I just knew. I moved around so much. I moved to Arizona. I moved, like I moved around so much. I started. I learned people, and I learned. I, 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 um, I like people. So I, I, I pick the people I like, and I give them like, you know, compliments, and then they. I think what what happened was Larry and I brought injected like a positive energy. We both served well. Yeah, at our age, and we, 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 we sort of, I could feel a little grumbling from Bobby, Bobby Knudsen, because he was the man at the time, you know, but I was, I, I just would shower him with compliments, I didn't, I didn't be like, oh, hey, I'm the new guy, move over, I was, yeah. I'd always be like, dude, I love your style, man, you know, and, and you know, Bobby, yeah, but Bobby, gorilla hands, <laughs> dude, Bobby, a, a regular size, kind of a stocky guy to be like, <laughs> you know, I'm like, whoa, he's smart. Yeah. And same with Jason. And Jason, but Jason was real little. And anyway, I, we didn't, I didn't encounter, and there was a couple guys, but I won him over eventually because I wasn't a pussy, but I wasn't a dick, you know? I don't yeah. know, you know what I mean? And were you, were you surfing against, against, sorry to interrupt, but were you surfing against like Bud Lom on the NSSAs and did you have guys you already knew before moving there? Um, Steve North. Steve I, North. I, I, knew, I, I, I broke down with Steve North before I moved there, um, because uh, I'd see him at the contest, and um, I like I like Steve, and um, um, you know he's a full character, um, but uh, but um, yeah, and uh, so no, Bud Wallace is older, so he was already like I, you know. A, yeah, he, he quickly became one of my favorite servers because I, 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 when I moved, I got to see him serve, and I was like, "Oh my god, he's so good!" Yeah. Well, and um, yeah, he's fun to watch for sure. Yeah. So, so uh, how often were you surfing contests? Were you in full contest mode then at that age? Oh yeah, I was at. I had. Um, I guess you know, I won. I won the NSSA season and won the nationals. And then moved to Huntington, so it was like I got sort of like the Huntington High School team was like, yeah, you know, like, and I'm like, hey, you, 
you should see my friend Larry surf. He fucking surfs better than me. You know what I mean? Like, and he's coming too. And they're like, oh! <laughs> so Huntington High, High days with Kissel and oh, Bigler and Duhart and freaking Schumacher and like. Um, oh, man. All Star uh, Crew. He was a he was a he was a piece of work. Um, who else was there? The coolest guy to me was like <laughs> was Pat Downey and um, and um, uh, Mike Downey was really nice to me. Even though Mike Downey's like like Mike Downey's like you know pretty. It was important for me to, to, to that Mike Downey liked me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and uh, and Pod Dukes was super nice. Pod Dukes rad guy man. Yeah. Yeah. Cool dude and. Yeah, it was super fun. It was, you know, and, and, dude, we used to go to, like, Old World in <laughs> Valley, you know, whatever that beach and whatever, and, like, that's when people, you know, like, Human League, and, you know, and people are dancing like that. Like, it was just, like, so, I was like, oh, my God. And the next thing you know, we're on the streets fighting some people for I don't know what reason, you know, like, but I was there. I was like, I'm doing it. I was just, these are my guys, you know, like, it just, I don't know, like, so much fun, man. That's so, so crazy. Such a, such a good time. So so you said uh, Nectar was your first sponsor then, right, for surfboards? Yeah. So who yeah. who uh, who was your, like, wetsuit, clothing, like your first kind of sponsors? Um, uh, Victory, too. Uh, nice. When I moved to HD, I got, like, you know, I, um, Greg Wade and, and stuff, they, they sponsored me. Um, Randy Lewis sponsored me. Um, they, uh, they actually gave me a little bit of money to go get um, some, uh, get a sandwich at uh, at Jan's every day. Because I wasn't mean, really working; I was just surfing, you yeah. know. And you know, I don't come from a wealthy family, and yeah, and and stuff. I got a funny story about working. I, I worked, you know. I worked at Sunline for a little bit. Oh, that was funny. Yeah. Nice. Did you really? You worked at Sunline? Yeah, I worked at Sunline. And the first day I worked there, I sold a board. And the guy who owns Sunline, um, Pakistani guy, oh, I can't remember his name, but he was like, "Wow, man, you are really incredible." You know, like, wow. and, and, and he was like, he was super impressed with me. I'm like, "Yeah, man, watch this. I'll just sell, I'll sling these things all day long." <laughs> it was the only board I sold. And, um, and after a while, he's like. Why don't you straighten out the, the racks and you know something is standing around and I was like I was like straighten out the racks. I'm out here trying to sell, bro. You know, but anyway. That is classic. My favorite was Randy Williams at Robert August. You know, the guy's the funniest. We used to just go there all the time because it was it was comedy. You know. George Lambert and uh, that's where I met Dave Kennedy. And nice. um, who became one of my best friends. We travel around the world together a lot. I'm still really good friends with him and love the guy to death. And, you know, um, but, uh, uh, yeah, funny. Uh, let's see. So, yeah, Victory. I got sponsored by Randy Lewis for a little bit. And then, um, uh, let's see, when I was in Encinitas, I got, I went from Nectar to Brewer and then from Brewer to Sunset Surfboards. And then when I moved to Huntington, that's when I started riding for uh, Randy Lewis. And um, I got, and then I had uh, Paul, I had Tim Pony make me some boards. Nice. Um, and then 
this guy Paul Burke who passed away uh, yeah. not that long ago. It's a bummer. Um, Paul came to me and said, "Hey man, I, uh, oh sorry, I, yeah." So when I wrote for Brewer, I got I got Linden's, and um, and I wrote for Linden for a little while. And but the funny thing was is when I wrote for Linden is I I went into the shape room one day with him, and he was just saying to me like he's got a really high voice he's like brad you know there's no money in shaping you know it's like he was talking with me like i was adult and i was such a grom that i was like i'm like this guy's gonna stop soon if there's no money and then i better get somebody else like you know kind of i i just you know i don't know why he was unloading that on me but um uh so i ended up writing for um yeah, I, I and I got Linden's later in life too, and um, but uh, yeah, 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 Tim Pony, and then Paul Burke was like, "Hey man, um, I'll make you five boards. Uh, I'll make you five boards. If you don't like me, just give them back to me or whatever, and I'll make you another one or whatever." And I was like, "Whoa, five boards!" I was like, "Oh my god, baller!" And then he made me these five boards, and they worked super good. One of them was a double wing swallow. Uh, uh, you know, three fin, and um, I wrote it in the amateur world title, and, and it worked super, super, super good. And then I had a, I had three boards I took to Hawaii that worked insane: a six four, six ten, and a seven six. I think. And Dang, boards worked super good. And I, um, but then um, I don't think many people uh, know you rode for Burke or had Burks. Right? Yeah, I got a couple shots. I got shots in the magazine with Burke on my board. Wow, um, I think I've seen a couple of those. Um, but then uh, it was weird. It was kind of uh, so. Greg Wade knew this guy Alan Maine up in Ventura, who made Breeze and Surfboards. And oh yeah. He, and he, um, they wanted to sponsor me, and they, they, they said they pay me a hundred bucks a month. And um, you know, at that point, I was like, yay, yay! I'm making money from surfing. You know, hey, I'm here. I did that snap. Boom! You know, like yeah, and. Uh, <laughs> Uh, I mean, it was just all gravy, you know. So, anyway, I got these boards from Breezen, and, and he was one of the. I, you know, I was told he's one of these guys who shapes one rail completely first, and then shapes the other. It's pretty cool. Wow. You know, there no machines back then, so I got. So he made me a board. I loved it. I, I love. I it worked really good. He made me a. I got him to make me a black one. And so I had this picture of me with a black board that um, I took to Australia. Um, uh, that our brewer took. It's black. It looks so rad. Um, wow. And then what happened was the contest that, you know, Aki did that, like, surf into summer, and Aki did that air that, like, everyone's like, oh, my God. And they, just, you know, like, think. Yeah. I was at that contest with my blackboard, and um, and uh, Sean, um, Sean Thompson came up to me and said, hey, listen, I want to sponsor you uh, for surfboards. And I'm like, what do you mean? He's like, listen, I think if you're learning something, you know, that's uh, <laughs> you know, roundabout waves, and he's, you're not learning such a piece of shit, you can do really well. You know, so he, kind of, he didn't say it that way, but he just kind of said, like, look, I'm giving you, like, top quality surfboards. I think you've got a lot of potential, and, and I think, you know, and I, if you ride for me, I'll help you. I know some shortcuts or whatever. And, and I said, uh, oh, man, I'm so flattered. That's awesome. I'm like, I... Uh, but I got this deal, with, and I, I can't, like, you know, I can't just, like, go see you later. You know, I got a deal with this guy. But he is supposed to give me three boards when I get to Hawaii. So if I get to Hawaii and they aren't there, then I'll come 
I'll come talk with you. So, dude, I get to Hawaii. There's one board, and it's for Davey Miller and I to share. <laughs> <laughs> Davey Miller is six two, like, you know what I mean? The thing is like, oof. And I'm like, I'm on my way to the top. I can't be dealing with this. Yeah. So I end up down. So Sean said, yeah, go talk to Barnfield. And Barnfield made me three boards. And I had this I had this conversation with Barnfield. I, I, I don't know if you've ever met Barnfield, but he's a super intelligent guy. But he can talk until, you know, he can talk forever. <laughs> and when you're a Grom and you're meeting like a legend like Bill Barnfield, you know, you, you're inclined to like just stay and listen. And the guy's going to be making boards. I never forget. I was standing outside his house through a window getting nailed by mosquitoes talking with him for like three hours you know like one of those deals you know what I'm like you can't get up and leave you gotta sit there and listen no no I had to stay in the course so anyway maybe three boards um, they worked good um, and um, and yeah the breezing guy got really bent out of shape and I, they were gonna make, like they were gonna like try to sue me or something like that and you know my dad had to get involved and kind of say look man you know, like, you know, you're not holding up your end of the bargain. You're taking advantage of it, man. So anyway, um, it, it worked out to be all right, but yeah. Take us, uh, take us through your amateur to prof- uh, professional career. Um, well, the amateur one was started with John Glom, who I, I thought was, he's my first favorite surfer, uh, super stylish, really, really, really fast, really explosive, artistic guy, funny, funny guy, like really, really, like, and, and with a big heart. Like he actually, when my mother moved to Las Vegas and I was 14, um, 14, 15 in that zone before my dad moved down, I asked my mother if John could be my guardian. And she ended up, um, uh, he, he was like, he ended up being my guardian. He lived at my house. He watched my sister and I, to this day, my mother was like, yeah, he's, he's by far the best. He was the best sort of baby. He wasn't really babysitting, but like, you know, he's the best guardian or whatever I ever hired. He's just, he just hasn't, he's just a very, um, thoughtful, considerate, you know, pays attention. Hey, don't do that. Go to school, girl. Okay, do it. Don't do that, you know, kind of thing. Uh, and um, and so that part there, he helped me, kick me into the contest thing, and then I ended up doing the uh, the NSSA, and I won a bunch of them, and, and won the nationals, and that kind of catapulted me onto the national team, and then got on the national team, and then Ian Cairns was like, you know. He wanted me to, I don't know what he wanted me to do, and I didn't want to do it. And next thing you know, I got, I kind of, I didn't get picked for the team the year after, and I was labeled an asshole or, a, you know, a punk or a punk. And, and then I got in trouble at high school. I asked the wrong chick to the prom. She had a bunch of friends I never even knew that that uh, that brought a bunch of cocaine in the limousine, and I was like, you know, I, I just want to get laid and. and <laughs> I knew this chick was, I knew I was going to, I knew she'd put out, so I'm like, he's going to ask her, because I'm going to not want to get laid, you know, and have a good time, and, um, dude, I just turned 18, and we got pulled over in the cops, and I went to jail, it was so heavy, so, but, but all this, just before going to be a pro, I, 
I got labeled as some drug addict guy. Like, you know, I was like, no, I'm, no, I, that's not what I'm doing. You know, yeah. like, I'm just, <laughs> just, I'm, just trying to get laid. <laughs> just, I'm just, uh, just, you know, I'm just loose, man. Like, you know, I'm, not, I'm, I'm staying the course. Don't worry. You know, but no, man, I was handing, I was running for Quicksilver. And they were like, oh, you, you were running for Quicksilver? Yeah, we can't have you riding for us anymore. And I was just like, you know, and I come to learn later, yeah, I was probably a little too close to home. <laughs> no kidding, dude. What, what was their slogan? If you can't rock and roll, don't fucking come? Well, I fucking rock and roll, but then they were like, you can't come because you rock and roll. And I get it. I get it. I was too callous. I, I was a grom. I didn't understand that you could be in the wrong place at the wrong time. I just thought everything was hunky-dory, and I was like, but no, that, yeah, gu- gonna, guilty by association. So I'm not going to do it. I, I mean, I, I'm, I'm going to drink and stuff, but I'm, a, you know. My main focus was to have a good time at the prom and see all my friends and dance and then take her home. You know what I mean? And yeah, yeah. You know when you're when you're 18 years old. I'm 18, man. You know? Yeah. Like, what uh was that the first and last time you ever been to jail? <laughs> no. In a little bit, I'm a little bit of a bad boy, but um, but not 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 a not not a, a bad bad boy. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. No, we we are. So when you uh, was this was this prom or like a, a school dance? Was this in Huntington? Yeah, it was yeah. on the news. Kids caught with cocaine, and you know it was like no was way. Like, I got kicked out of school. Oh my god! Didn't get um. I didn't get um. I didn't get convicted because it wasn't my it wasn't my stuff, and I didn't even do any. So I like I when I talk to the cops, I'm like it's not mine. I didn't bring it. I and they go whose is it? And I I just said I don't want to comment anymore. I just you know yeah and that's yeah. it. And they knew it wasn't me, so I didn't get convicted. And um, but I got kicked out of school, and I got and since I got kicked out of school, uh, Chuck Allen called me in and said, said Brad, Brad's doing drugs. You know, instead of just calling me and going, are you okay, man? Like, is, I, is this you? And, you know, he was such an asshole. And so then they wouldn't let me in the NSSA events because I got kicked out of school and I was on my way to the world title, the, the, the amateur world title, which I was planning to surf the world amateur world title and they go, bro. And so I didn't qualify for the trials to make the team. But... I went to junior college. I went to Orange Coast College real quick. Blah, 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 and I got into the very last event. Got second in that. Catapulted up to seven. And uh, and they said, well, you qualify for the trials for the trials. So there's 35 guys from Hawaii and East Coast and Texas, and you have to win it. So I won it. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, so you're so a chance. Pardon me? You're s- where was that? Where was that contest? At HB, at HB, on Southside. Yeah, I won it. So like, I went. So then I got invited to the. Then I got, I could surf in the trials to make the U.S. team. I got second in that. So I made the team. Sick. And then I, wow. and the very first event, I got second, and then, and then uh, I ended up. Um, I didn't do well in the Ventura one, and then the then the. The last one that was in Huntington, Ben Ipa sent all his guys to sit on me. I couldn't couldn't get through, and that's when I that's when I took the high road and went over to Ben and said, "Yeah, hey, look, I'm not pissed off. I understand what you were doing, and you know, I'm, I'm bummed that I didn't get to perform, but I'm not I'm not mad at you guys, or you know, what I mean, that's a tactic. I think it's kind of I think it's a crappy rule, but you know, like you know, I just yeah. want you to know there's no bad 
and he really liked my, um, you know, sort of taking on the chin attitude and, and my, you know, manning up and all that stuff. And then he ended up becoming my, my coach and my shaper. And I, I love that's right. all my heart, yeah. you know, but, uh, yeah, that's so, kind of, it's so interesting how you can take a, a, some, a bad yeah. thing and then, and, and, and actually turn it into a good thing. You know? Yeah. It, yeah, it seemed it seemed like it motivated you to try harder. But I mean, if that didn't pan out, making the trials and, and getting into that, you know, that that event. I mean, a lot of guys at your age were already turning pro. Were you just going to be like, "Hey, this doesn't work out"? Like, did you want that world title, junior, like title? What was the What was the thought? Yeah, I mean, if I didn't get invited to that, that wasn't stopping me. But I, um, but I, I got in there anyway, and then. Um, and then afterwards, the first event I surfed in was the OP Pro, and uh, and you know, earlier that season they had this series called the Hang Ten, and there was like five events or four events, and I went to every one of them, and I did all right. I got fifth. I got I did I did pretty good, and I actually had won a pro event um, in Mexico against Davy Miller when I was seventeen, riding Burks at San Miguel Point. That was my first big win. And, um, but the thing was that, uh, these hang 10 events, Bud Lamas did really well. And, and Dave Parmenter ended up winning the whole thing. But Dave Parmenter was going really fast and doing big, you know, cutbacks and stuff like that. And Bud was like hitting the lip and, and, and doing, and just serving way more radical. And I thought that Bud got ripped off and I was pissed off about it. <laughs> I was like, that's fucking bullshit. That's way harder to do than going on the shoulder. You know, just angry. I mean, I wasn't angry, but I'm passionate. Yeah, yeah. You know, and I love Bud, and I, and I, and I, and I, and you know, I. He's my guy. So anyway, when I I surfed in the first OP Pro, um, uh, I got um, I got through the trials. I went up against Kingsley Looker. I beat him. Then I went up against Terry Richardson, and I beat him. And then I had. Dave Parmenter, and, um, and and back then they used to introduce like D. David Moran would introduce like hey before the heat you know like it looks like you know like hey so uh, you know you got Dave Parmenter he's you know he's been he tore up the California season the blah 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 what do you think about him and I'm like I, he doesn't even know how to hit the lip. <laughs> <laughs> and 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 people and people just went like. Whoa! <laughs> <laughs> and, he, and the guy was like, yeah, one. I go, yeah, I just watched him all day. He, he doesn't know how to hit the lip. So, you know, that's what I think about him. <laughs> oh, my gosh. And he, and, and we went out there, we had a close heat, he beat me. Um, oh. Back then, like, four judges to one. But, um, but uh, you know, I could have beaten him so easily if I just would have been a little more savvy of a competitor. I was less of a savvy competitor and more of a more of a uh, animal on my like attack. If I didn't fully get to attack it, I I I couldn't. Um, yeah, just that that's how I won, just on my attack, you know. But yeah. But anyway, man, Parmenter just fucking hated me after that. <laughs> hated me, hated me, like, and I was like, oh, so what? Because Bud should have beat you anyway. Take it like a man. So, I just yeah. was, I was pretty cocky, as you can tell. You know. But, Did you turn um, pro? Were you already pro then in that that contest? Yeah, that was my first pro event. Okay. And, okay, um, pro. But I felt like I was probably the cockiness had to do with being from 
HB, you know, like I, I mean, I was cocky when I lived in Encinitas too, but it's kind of a weird, it's like a, it comes from an insecurity and, and, you know, kind of, uh, I don't know, I, there was, I got really misunderstood because I would say things that I wanted to do, like I wanted to be the best surfer in the world. And people would take it like I said, I'm going to be the best surfer in the world. Yeah. And I just yeah. said, look, I want to be the best. This is what I'm, this is what I'm going for. The only thing I think it's going to be the best. And I'm like, no, oh, I didn't say that. <laughs> yeah. But so people put, oh, you're so cocky, man, you know? So it was, I got like a lot of misunderstanding in that, in, in that place. But, but man, I have, I have a lot, a lot of drive, a lot of burning desire drive to prove people wrong and stuff like that. And, Huntington helped me with my, I think my personality. Like it, it, it embraced me, embraced my personality. Yeah. You know? And Insta was a little bit more like, hey, hey, cool your jets. Yeah. You know, be a yeah. small guy. You're talking too much. You know. And I was just like, oh, I got something yeah. funny to say. Yeah. I say it. Yeah. I mean, is pretty. Uh, Insanitas. Huntington pretty, guys encouraged it. Yeah, Insanitas is pretty stony and and yeah. laid back. Yeah. And I mean, you know, you, you think about. Encinitas and, and Solana and all those those that little area of beaches, none of those guys are really outspoken, right? Like there's no outspoken dudes that come out of those areas, really. Yeah, yeah. But, uh, Not like Huntington, a color, colorful uh, group of characters that are are. I mean, like you you said, they they embrace you know that that loyalty, ruggedness, like you know, kind of spontaneous, active. Like they, you got a lot of a lot of people there that would. Um, you know, support you. So yeah, and Gur, you're like your surfing was was. Uh, I think to me, it was like that the ushering of new school. You know, you you were like. I was going to say I got a couple couple things, but the the, the influence was that Huntington's peaky. So Insidious has got a little more longer, a little slower, a little like you know. I mean, it depends where you go. There's some spots that are definitely you know definitely have it, but. A lot of the waves in Encinitas are are more slopier and more you know more like cutbacks and you know like swamis you know there's a hollow section there there's a couple of reefs that got hollow there's definitely some you know and seaside has like a real nuggety you know like there is some but Huntington just had these peaks and if you wanted to get a turn off the only place you, you notice Laura you're one of the most vertical mofos I ever seen I, I couldn't <laughs> believe how good you were like. You know, I, I mean, I shouldn't say word. You, I know that's still inside you. But yeah. that vertical backside off the lip that you had, dude, was like, I was like, whoa, he's going. And you know what I mean? So you understand this. You guys understand this being from HP. So I changed my surfing. I had to take off. I had to fade. And then I had to twist and, and, and get really vertical off the top. You're not doing that on a point wave. Yeah. You're just not. You're going down the line a bit. You set the turn up, and then you do it. But honey, you got to do it right from the start. You know. Yeah. yeah. That's what helped me with my, I think, with my surfing is is it, it, it helped me in that way. And then and then going down to Newport where it's cuppy and like all that stuff. That's that's a whole. That's that's another really good thing too. So we bounce down there and bounce back. And Dave Kennedy, the first time I met him, he's sitting in front of Robert August with, you know. Um, a bunch of the HB guys, you know, and the I would come walking up and he goes, "Hey, uh, that's Newport," and I was like, 
like like a full dig, right? Like I'm from Newport. Like, fuck you, man. You know what I mean? Dude? And I was like, I don't know, how's Florida? And, like, and then that's how we started. But like, <laughs> but like, I want to, I want to, I want to, I want to say along with that, you know, those those the, the peaks and stuff like that. Um, is yeah. There was a time when I moved. I lived on Fifth Street, right next to Pete's Mexican Food, and I lived with Mike Watson. Do you know Mike Watson? No, you guys I don't. Know? So Mike Watson is like a. He, at the time, his hair is like like looked like um, dude, it look like he's a super handsome guy. Like every single chick loved the guy. His look was cut off. He had like a cut off um, like a sweatshirt that was cut off right here. So the, those jeans that were like. Not like skinny jeans, but like pretty tight and then pointy shoes. It was like a sort of a, um, uh, what do you call it? Like a mixture of, a, what's that? Rockabilly, bit of rockabilly without being, you know how you see those rockabilly guys that are just, they've got every trinket. He wasn't yeah. that. That's not it. But it was kind of took from there and took from there. And I was like, dude, every chick like him. I'm like, I'm fucking copying that right there. And so <laughs> I, 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 like, I, I went for it. I, and, I, and he was my roommate. And I remember... Yeah, this is the funniest. This is the funniest shit. So I was 17. I lived there with Mike, and we, everybody would come over to our house. Bubba Sill, Billy Webb, just Doherty, just all the boys would come over. Hey, all right. Every night, I wanted to go to bed or something. I'm just like, fuck these guys. And Mike, Mike and I, too, were like, hey, guys, go fucking find somewhere else to hang out. They're like, oh, and they wouldn't do it. And finally, Mike and I go, fuck you guys. We're going surfing. And it was night, you know, you could surf at night, of course, the whites. So we get our boards and we go down, and, and we don't know where those guys went. <laughs> this is so perfect. This is so perfect. So Mike and I are walking down, we're like, fuck, this sucks. These fucking guys are over every night, every night. I know, man, drinking, fucking, you know, we're complaining about them. We don't know where they've gone. They've pissed off, whatever. We get down there, there's a couple of rights on the north side. And I, can, I get my first one, it comes up, and I just, and boom. They're all on the pier. Fuck it. Afterwards, we're like nice. in the house and fucking, we're like, hey. I mean, it was, it was no, you couldn't shake it. It was just, <laughs> it was so good. They ain't, you ain't getting rid of them. No, you, yeah. you may as well just join it. They're like, yeah, quit complaining and just fucking, all right. You know, and at that point, I was going to Wintersburg. Because it was night school, so I could surf during the day, and like inside, north side on high tide shore break, was just, dude. Sometimes it's so perfect. I mean, some of the oh my god, like waves come in, you're like, oh, oh, it's my turn. Oh my god, you know, such good waves. Um, but uh, yeah, so I, I would go to Wintersburg, and, and it was like I, I couldn't believe it was school. And I, I, I'm like there, and I'm like, it's multiple choice, and I'm like, and then next thing you know, I'm like, <laughs> I, fall, I fall asleep every night, and I, I decided, I told my dad, I'm like, you know what, I, I think I got to go back to regular school because I'm, I'm gonna miss something. You know? Wow. I'm gonna, I'm gonna miss, I'm gonna miss this high school thing, you know, and. Dude, went back to went back to HB as a senior and just dude, it was so much fun. I just had so much fun. I really, I really loved a lot of the guys that were that that 
we surfed with were on the surf team and lunchtime yeah. and it was just always cracking jokes. It wasn't I wasn't uber competitive is what was cool. It was more like who could it was friendly competitive, like who could do the funniest thing or who could do it, you know, it was such a good time, man. That's, That's awesome. Cool. What 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 surf shops? I mean you're you're bringing up, you know, guys like George and and, and and Billy Webb and North. I mean, where'd you guys hang? Robert August, Randy Lewis, oh, yeah, Robert like August. Robert Ch- August tucked in. Or Randy Lewis, one of these. Yeah. You know, those two. And, nice. Because uh, hunting and service part was way down on 17th or whatever. Yep. And um, and then you know Jackson and uh, and um, and Sunline were uh, you know they're owned by guys who didn't surf, so um, you know it was just like you know you got to hang with the guys that are surfing. Yeah, and just Randy Williams, man. Randy Williams. You want to hear a good? This, this is the best story ever. This, this is one of the best stories. So Randy Williams was like, "Hey, uh, you gotta, uh, you gotta come over and meet uh, Robert's dad. You know, Blackie, one of the first surfers ever. You know, Dallas Birdies. You know, the whole thing." And I'm like, "Oh man, I, I always, I really wanted. I'm always been open to meeting guys that pioneers and all that stuff." So he invites us. We go over for dinner, and it's it, it's Randy Williams. Robert's not there. It's just Blackie and his wife. And I'm not even sure I can even say what he said. But <laughs> he, yeah, I'm going to have to, like, finesse this one. I'm 16. He's telling me about Pals Birdies and how they used to do this and do that and do that. I'm like, wow. He's like, yeah, nobody, whatever. He talks. He's a real rough guy like this. Yeah. And, <laughs> and I'm like, wow, this guy's like a man's man, you know, the whole thing. And he's like, yeah, we would get out there abalones in there man they're the ugliest things they look like god and uh they look like a whip like a, i actually can't even say it they look like a, a women's part you know like and the way he said it and the way he described it and his wife is right there and you know they're in their 60s or whatever to me they're like i'm like i've never heard anybody speak like this as an old older person you know and i'm just sitting there going like I'll tell you guys the story when we're offline, but like honestly, that that was just I have so many situations like that in my life that blew that blew my mind, you know? And yeah. what wonder I mean like to to like the guy's one of the first surfers ever. Yeah. Yeah. I got to meet, you know? Um I didn't I didn't get to meet the Duke, but um, you know, like I I met Mickey Dora, um, you know, uh, I met like uh, Belsey, you know, I met, I met a lot of, uh, you know, I got Pioneers a board here shaped great. by Robert August. I got a board here shaped by Donald Takayama. You know, um, it's pretty, pretty cool. I, I used to go into Chuck Dent, talk to Chuck Dent. Um, you know what I mean? And, and, uh, yeah, it was just, Crazy. I feel really lucky, you know? Yeah. So, I think, I think in this day and age, like <laughs> people kind of lose, lose that like lineage and that, that, um, kind of connection. Cause there's not as many, places to hang out and it's a rooty, you know, everybody just sits behind the, the computer, which is great because you can find content, but it's just not the same as having those real conversations. Yeah. Oh, dude, the so, road trips without phone interruption, are you kidding me? The only thing you do road trips, you got no interruptions, you just get, you get to hear people's like bitching stories or vice versa, you can, you can, you can really, I mean, the phone's just like... <laughs> I mean, my dad, I can talk to my dad on FaceTime. I can talk with you guys in here. This is cool, you know, but like, my, you know, like, there's so many, you know, kids. I want to look at the phone. You're like, yeah. no, I'm not looking at the phone. That thing sucks. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, yeah. So talk to us 
going back to your, uh, you turned pro, you, you you didn't make it to the final of the that first contest. Talk us through some of the contests, because I know you won the stubbies, right? 85. Yeah, so I, uh, I, um, at, so, that, so I got ninth in that event, and that was better than any of the other amateurs did. And so um, that was kind of like I made money, and I was like, "Oh my god," you know. And I got my, my name, and you know, and I got a, I got a full write up in Breakout magazine I, with two chicks. Like, but I mean, like I, I kind of you know bit of an arrival. And then uh, and then that's when I went to the East Coast um, for the next event, and. Um, and then uh, and, and and went to Australia when I was telling you about that thing with the blackboard and all that stuff. And then went to Hawaii. And then and then instead of going to the end of the year in Australia, which that's the way that that's the way it used to be. It would be like 84, 85 season. Um, and I didn't go to that last leg in Australia in um, um, sort of March when the stubbies was and the bells and stuff like that. And um, I decided to serve the PSAAs and then start for the year at the beginning of 85. I lost every PSAA in the first or second round, and I was just shattered. Wow. I was shattered. I was like, just all like, yeah, like, I don't know what is going on. I was so bummed. And um, who are you losing to? Because uh... I don't remember. I don't remember. I was, it wasn't that I, I was just making dumb mistakes. I'm, I have ADD. I mean, I'm sure you can tell, but like, so the not knowing that I'm ADD, I, I, I like I I have the kind of thing that like I'll look over and I'll see like a bird fly over a web and I won't just go like this. I'll go oh, look. At, I'll look in and I can hyper look in and see the bird's wings and how it did. It's like how the bird tilted its body, caught the wind and went over. And that that captures my mind and I go. He <laughs> thought there's a winning wave coming through, but I'm like going. Oh, you know, it's just. You know, it's, it's <laughs> you know, like I, I just I needed and I learned that I needed like to be in self hypnosis to be able to stay focused on on this thing because I have uh, that um, uh, I have that ability. That's why I think I'm a, a, a good teacher because I can I can really zero in on what a, a person needs to advance. But yeah. anyway, um, so I made a lot of mistakes, missing waves and stuff, and then I also had. A insecurity and I would tighten up because I wanted to win so bad and I wanted to get through the early rounds because I thought I was a better surfer than everybody I was competing against so I just was like all I want to do is get through and I and I also didn't feel uh, confident that the o- in the ocean I didn't feel like oh the waves are going to come to me I, I sort of was like I had this negative mindset like he fucking better come to me fuck man better come and then <laughs> When they when they win, I'd be like, ah, see, like I really, I was playing like a victim. I, I learned so much about myself through the years, and I can I can help kids stop thinking that way uh, early, you know, so they don't start making up a story. Like, oh, I didn't know any of this stuff. I just was like, yeah, fucking pissed off, you know. But um, and then whenever, so what happened was, I was really really pissed off. Every time I lost, I was really pissed off, and. Um, like to like to punching my surfboards, but not so because I was so mad at myself, right? I didn't know what was wrong. And um, my dad would my dad was my coach, but he was more like, "Hey man, you just gotta you just gotta relax. You gotta believe it, you know." And I'm like, 
I, I, I like, you know, when you get your relationship with your parents, I don't know if you have one, but I have like a really good close one and I yell back at them. I get the concept of relaxing. I understand what you mean I gotta relax, but how? <laughs> how do I fucking do it? You know what I mean? Like, like, don't, I already know that. But it was just like, <laughs> so anyway, it would, for, he would tell me, he's like, you gotta get, don't get so pissed off when you lose. And I was like, what do you, how, how, what do you mean don't get so pissed off when I lose? I want to win. It pisses me off. I'm being real. This is what, you know, and he's like, he's like, yeah, but if you get really pissed off, it's going to affect the next event. And I'm like, how? He's like, what? He just would say that, right? And I'm like, fuck, I didn't quite understand it. Yeah. I just was like, well, I'm pissed. I lost. Because yeah. I lost the people I think I'm better than. You know what I mean? If I lost to like Curran or, or Aki or Archibald or, you know, people, I was like, you know, oh, this guy's fucking ripped. So, you know what I mean? That's okay. So, anyway, what happened was that I started out the year in, um, in, uh, in 85. And I, I, I did okay. Like, I got a couple 17s and stuff like that. And then and I kept, and I was pissed off and I lost. And then I got to this point where, let's see, that was going there. Yeah, I went, I surfed against Tom Kern in France. And I just went haywire in the beginning. And I had him fully on the ropes in these, like, super fun four-foot, four, like, overhead high, overhead, perfect, rippable, glassy waves. I was just... <laughs> like I was just like I didn't care I was like nobody expects me to beat him this is great this is the exact atmosphere I like to surf in where I'm the underdog and no one expects me to win so I just was like I was so far ahead I was just like ah, fucking dusting his ass I took my eye off the ball he came flying back in the last second and did some crazy layback thing and did this thing and the other and then got the current you know extra points because he deserves them because he's so good I told you know and he, and he got me, and he beat me. And I was uh. like, what? And I was like, what? And, and I was like, wow. And then I had, like, Derek Hines and like, dude, you need a coach so bad. Like, oh, my God. <laughs> you know, and I was like, I'm like, yeah, maybe I do. You know, I was like, what? I just was like, huh? How does anybody do that, you know? So then um, I never forget. This is, the, this is the, 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 the moment was... I, we went to the East Coast to surf in this um, contest called the Record Bar Pro in North Carolina, and I, I, I made it through. I made it through. I made it through, and I, um, and I came up against Mr. And at that point, I felt like Mr. was one of those Mr. Simon, Sean, all the older guys. I felt like ah, all I have to do is fucking like I can. I'm, I'm gonna fucking smoke. I'm gonna smoke this guy. There's no way this guy can do what I can do on a wave. That's how I felt. You know, I was 19. I mean, he was yeah. 30 or whatever. I was like, dude. And it's not like today. Like a 19 year old against a 30 year old Joey Wilson. It's not like that. It was just like a whole different era. You know what I mean? Of surfing, blowing your fans, and just you know. So I got. He got me on a. I smoked him, but he got me on a paddling interference. At the no. Last minute, I was like, the and, tactic. And, and I went, and I and and I I was like, starting to get mad. Then I went, I'm gonna try this. I'm gonna try this. Don't get mad stuff. <laughs> so I, I, I like stayed calm, and then I was friend. I kind of befriended Glenn Winton, and he made it all the way to the final. And I sort of watched him sort of prepare and. 
get himself, you know, in the zone and do this stuff, listen to music and like do his kind of cool thing. And I thought, oh, yeah, cool. And then the very next event was the Stubbies event and in, in Oceanside. And this is just like, this is how, this is why you cannot be like Ian Cairns, you know, plan B, plan C, you know, bold, think this way, think that way, think this way. This is why, this is, this is just pure, like, I don't know, like, I don't even, mystery. And I had gone, I got the round right before making the main event. I had Archie and um, Brillhart and, uh, and um, Kelly Gibson. And it was Oceanside Harbor, and it was like, you know, it was like, we had, back then, I think it was, it was either best three or best four to the beach. It was like, you know, and you had to go all the way to the beach. Like, you couldn't do something rad out the back and then, you know, like, get, they just would pose you. And I had two to the beach and one half wave. Oh. And, and I was like, so I was like, and the time was whittling down, and it was like, I started to think, you know, because at that point I moved back into the and I started to think, oh, fuck, I'm going to lose. What am I going to do all week? And I started to make a, I started in on that story and I went, whoa, 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 whoa. it's cool. It's cool. You're going to be fine. We're going to do the same. We're going to just not get bad thing. It's cool. And then this wave comes in and everything is right. And I go left. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I just go left. So I come off the bottom, I go, cur- I hit the, I hit, it's not like a look, oh, this is a good left. I just, ADD, right? I just fucking went. So I went, boom, like this, and then I did this backside cutback, and as I'm doing the backside cutback, I look down, and there's a, there's a, there's a wave underneath my wave <laughs> oh, that's, that's cording off the jetty. And I'm like, oh, my God. And I go woof, down in there and get a little bit off of this, like the white water this way to get the full rocket wedge, like Sebastian like thing. And I just go, <laughs> I mean, like it's hard. I did seven of them to the beach. Woof, woof. I knew I wasn't going to make the heat. So I was like, I don't even care. I'm just going to go nuts on this thing because somebody's watching. And uh, I got a nine five, and I skizzled, <laughs> and, I, and I made, and I made the main event, and it was like, wow. whoa, whoa, maybe, I, maybe there is something to this don't get mad thing, right? <laughs> and then, dude, the event was so weird. I, I, I went up against, uh, I went up against them. Um, I had Simon in my first team. I was like, oh, dust, you know. And I said that sounds really lame of me, but we're talking about like. Two foot wave, Simon's yeah. six foot three, like he's yeah, thirty yeah. years old, and I'm and I'm nineteen, going. I like cut my teeth in that kind of surf, so like that was a no brainer. And then I get Sean Thompson in my heat, and I got Sean. I got Sean's logo on my board. Sean's oh. sponsoring me for surfboards, and so we paddle up. I go on the water, and I'm like. I gotta walk. Okay, the last event, MR got me out of paddling interference. This is, I'm like, I gotta, I gotta, I gotta, I gotta watch out for these old guys. And then I was like, huh? Fucking old guys gotta watch out for me. I can play that game too. What the fuck? Yeah, wait a second. <laughs> and I just, I, I, I got, I got a bunch of waves. I was like, I felt really good on my board. I was serving well. And he just fell for a, to- he totally fell for a paddling interference. I got him out of paddling interference. <laughs> Just exactly what MR did to me. And I was like, 
<laughs> and they called it on they, and they called it on him and he was beside himself that's so funny oh, 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 and he tried to get me on something i was like this <laughs> okay, big, you know what i mean and he was so pissed off he's like oh he was trying he was he acted like a girl and i was like i think i'm gonna ride for him anymore you know like i was like what a kook and um do you, do you think those old old schools were like how you thought hey, I'm going to take these out. I surf way better. Do you think they looked at it going, oh, man, I got to get these guys. I got to get a girl on a, a paddling interference to, to take them out. Do you yeah, think they were thinking I, that for sure? Oh, I, oh, absolutely. They came from that tactical era. And they, yeah. he's, a, he's a dumb kid. and, and uh, Or not a dumb kid, but he's an inexperienced athlete. I'll be able to pull some tricks on him that he doesn't know about. Yeah. And so... And so, if I didn't get the interference uh, with um, uh, from MR, I never would have done this. But there, for some reason, there's a video out there. It's the Stubby's '85, and it's it's not in circulation and whatever. But there's is an interview of me after the event where I got like a I got like a burp. I got a I got that fucking sweat that that cut off sweat top thing I told you, Mike Watson. <laughs> I got that thing on, and I got a beret on a beret, <laughs> and I go and they go. Hey, you know, you had your hero, John Thompson, in the heat. And I go, and I, and I can just remember it. I'm like, yeah, yeah, I would have beaten him anyway, though. You know, like, <laughs> it, it's, it's like, like, I shake my head at that stuff. I'm like, what a cocky little son of a bitch. But anyway, so after that, I move in and I, I go up against Lambrizzi. And Lambrizzi's from Oceanside. He's sponsored by Stubbies. He's in the paper. He's, like, older than me. He's, like, the guy. He's, like, the guy there. Like, oh, Lambrizzi, Lambrizzi. He's getting all the coverage. <laughs> my first wave, my first wave against him, and it's like head high, maybe a little bit overhead. I miss time at the top turn. I come off the bottom, straight off the bottom, and I miss time. So I actually blew my fins out over the top of the wave, and and I pulled it and rode the wave. And I was like, whoa, shit! No. And I'm paddling back out, and they're like, red guard, eight five. I'm wow! Like, I'm looking over at Breezy, and I'm like, and Breezy. Okay, Lambrizzi is this guy who is so overly nice to your face when you can feel underneath it. He's going, I fucking hate you. And he's that guy. He's like, you're surfing really well. You know, he's that guy. So you just, and I'm like, you know, I'm not buying it. You, you don't think I surf well. You hate me. Like, you know what I mean? So he's he's so fun. I'm beating him, and I'm like, ah, you know, this is great, you know? And... So I I, I I blaze past him, and then I got win, I get winted in my in the quarters, and I have the worst heat ever, and I'm and I'm coming in going oh my god I could have made the semi so easy I'm just coming in going oh, I can't believe it man what a joke, and I beat him by like tiniest he had a shocker too <laughs> you know they didn't back then it was you couldn't hear scores and all that stuff so i come in and i want it and i'm like no way <laughs> at this point a fifth was, was the best result of my life yeah right? so now i'm in the semis and the semis is best two out of three and i got terry richardson uh, and that's the next day and i wake up in the morning and i i actually cried because i was like i'm gonna win this thing today I, i'm because to me, I already won. Yeah. Whether I lost, whether I got third or not, I, I just I'm like, man, I'm, I'm gonna win. I'm gonna win today. And I took him out in two. Then I had Tom Carroll in the final. Wow. And and, and dude, dude, <laughs> I got I got 
Tommy's paddling back out. Tommy's paddling back out. I'm on the inside and I see him and I just come at him and I just go do this like full snap in his face. And I fully just slip and go, boom, like that. Right? I'm like, anyway, anyway, then there's another time we're in the heat and, and it's, we're go, both going to paddle on a priority buoy. We're paddling, we're paddling, and I'm faster paddler than him. And he reaches out, grabs and knows my boat and stuffs him underwater. And I'm like, what? I'm so feisty. I'm like, and I just start like I'm like I'm like put an elbow in the face. And I'm like, years before that, he's on my wall. He's like my hero. And I'm like, you know, and I'm like, and I I'm like I like scramble, swim around the priority buoy, and I'm flat. I'm 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 flustered that he would do something like that. And I'm like snorting and looking out like, fucking dirty. You know, and uh, and then uh, we had we, it was the best two out of three. So I beat him in the first one, and then the second one, uh, I, I didn't know they're up on the stage and they're like, "Hey, uh, well, it's a really close one. How many people want to see it go to three? And people are like, "Yeah," and I'm like, "Yeah, bring it on! You know, let's do another one." And like, well, sorry to disappoint you, Kurt, but you won anyway. And I'm like, Woo! <laughs> I'm 19 years old, <laughs> and there it is. I love this puppy. Yeah. Let me see that thing yeah. again. Girl, bring that back. That's my first trophy. Bring that back, girl. Take. I gotta take a picture and video. That's my first. That's my first trophy, dude. This thing weighs so much. I lost all my almost all my other trophies. I got one or two here. So this, this is Stubby's 1985. Yeah, it's Stubby's 85 right there. Wow, that is incredible. Yeah, I think. This thing weighs so much. Oh, my God. I can't believe that, that the semis were, were like best. 15 pounds. <laughs> That's a weird you know, trophy. You know, I should give this to Ilo, man. He was he was lifting weights with his trophy. <laughs> That's a weird trophy, right? Pardon me? That's a weird trophy. Yeah, it's just this block of, I don't know what it is. Imagine if it was like pure gold, and I'm like, what? Oh, it's sitting on this fucking thing. <laughs> <laughs> buy a house with it. <laughs> hey, I didn't realize that the, the semifinals were, were three, uh, best out of three as well. Yeah, best two out of three. It was, it was, it was awesome. How, wow. much, how much money did you win? A whopping 4500 bucks. Sick. Not too bad. I gave, 500, I gave 500 of it to cancer research because I was... I was kind of seeing this girl that had had cancer at the time, and um, and uh, yeah, I just kind of uh, uh, that was a, a very it was an insane moment. It was like I'm I'm actually going to make it. I'm going to I'm going to make it as a pro now. You Crazy. Know? And, I, and I was serving in those PSA PSAA's at the early part of the same year when I was losing first round and stuff. Like I was like, maybe I'm just not cut out for this, Dad. I I, I you know. Maybe I maybe my brain just isn't good, you know. Maybe I'm just not right for it, you know. And um, yeah. fortunately, my dad uh, was there for me and and was able to tell me that no, you you got to just you got to learn yourself. You got to be able to learn what is your own key, and it's a different key than for everybody. You yeah. Know? And, yeah. Was, I, I'm really fortunate for my for my dad uh, uh, being there. It was insane to look at him after I won. It was like. Oh. Yeah, for sure. 
Did did that get you um, a wild card into the Stubbies Australia? Uh, no, no. Mm. But the crazy thing was, I was going to say, is that year that I did go to Australia, Parsons got second in the Stubbies, uh, and Curran won it. Curran, it was barely, Curran won, and Parsons got second. And while I was losing first round in the PSAAs, Parsons is over there getting second in, in ASP events, and I'm going... What the fuck is wrong with me? Yeah, you know, should have been. I'm going, what are they doing, man? They're, like, how, how is he getting second and I'm losing first round over here? Like, yeah. what is wrong with my brain? You know, it's pretty, pretty, pretty crazy. And then, and then, uh, and then later that year, yeah. So, you know, I guess the moral of the whole story is just you gotta, you, you gotta have focus. You've got to know that there's going to be bumps in the road, and you got you know if you can find somebody that believes in you, you know you you know then then you got to nurture that relationship because people yeah. uh, there's people help you through things because they know stuff. And my dad was an Olympic athlete, so he knows ups and downs. He knew lots of things. He he had answers for things. Yeah. He wasn't just support, you know. So yeah, you know, that kind of that's what I am for my students. You know, like, yeah. you can ask me anything. Like, I'm not, like, reserved to just surfing. Like, there might be, you know, there might be uh, life situation things that they need help with that they need to, they need to get through to understand. Yeah. You know? So. It, it's funny because, uh, you know, your dad, before, you know, your dad has all this Olympic com- competition, competitive experience and, and knowledge, but it's your dad. And you, you sometimes in yeah. the beginning, you don't really... You know, you don't want to listen to him because it's your dad, right? Like, what do you know about surfing? You know, it's like you're, you're not, you don't pick it up. You don't, you don't like respect the 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 info because it's your dad. But then you, yeah. And then one day you I go, think, I I totally agree. But the thing was, it was it, what was what the reason why it worked was he didn't pay attention at all until I was seventeen. Until I came home from an NSA event that I lost in and just said, what am I doing? All my friends, this is when I live in HB, all my friends on Friday night are going to parties and meeting chicks and having fun and having the best time. They're surfing and they're doing this. And I'm going to bed early <laughs> and I'm going to the contest and I'm waxing my board and doing all this stuff and I'm losing first round, second round against guys and, I'm, and I, I don't feel as good as me. I, I, I should Maybe I should go back to school and be like you know go that direction and then my dad was like go back to school shit shit something something must be wrong here you know (laughs) (laughs) that's what he said he goes i better come take a look so he goes i'll come down i'll I'll come i'll come down and watch it and then he started watching me and right from the get dude right from the get-go he goes he goes he goes i came in kind of like yeah that's what i do dad I'm smoking everybody else out there, and he's like, hey, you look terrible. And I'm like, what do you mean? He's like, hey, your fucking arms are going all over the place. You know? And I go, what? That's what, I, that's what you got to do. And he's like, no, I don't think so. You, know, what are you, you don't even surf. What are you talking about? He's like, there's something wrong there. I don't know what it is, but it does look good. And I'm like, fuck. Amazing. It's amazing. You know what I mean? And, you know, and then he just kept coming to the beach again and again and again. And then he, sometimes when I was not organized, he'd say, I bet Parsons is organized. Parsons probably knows when the heats are, he's got his shit together. You know, I go, don't mention Parsons. 100% true. <laughs> that is awesome. So, 
tell us about uh, who, when did Gotcha come come about? Because that was a big part of your uh, yeah, your persona yeah. and your your uh, kind of your reputation, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, gotcha, uh, gotcha. I went from my first sponsor was Team Gear. Yeah. Yes. When I surfed against um, Tom Kern and Derek Hine was like, you need a coach. Bill Long offered me a, a deal, and I wanted to take it, but my dad said, no, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta go through, you gotta, you gotta go through your contract, otherwise everybody's gonna think you're a flake. And um, you just got to be a stand-up guy like that. I was like, okay. So I didn't take the Billabong deal. And then, and then um, after, so, you know, 1985, um, you know, I won the studies and all that stuff. And then the beginning of 86, went to Australia and they had the Australian leg. And I, I got like two ninths and a 17. I served against Shane. I served against Shane a couple times and, and, Probably should have beaten him, but you know he was on the bubble for the 16, and they. I'm in the movie that Screaming Blue movie. He wanted to shake my hand, and I was like, not, not yet, not yet. I'm, I'm, you know, that's a whole story. But anyway, I qualified. I got 27, and um, and uh, I didn't win the Rookie of the Year award, which I thought was weird because I, I won, I won an event. You know, it was just odd. And they claimed that I wasn't a rookie because I surfed in like four events the year before. And it was wow. like, no, I, I, you know, you know, anyway, I won, uh, I won most improved. <laughs> uh, I got that trophy too, you know, but, um, I was like most improved. I didn't really, I actually, now that I think about it, most improved is one of the best awards you could possibly win. It's just not highlighted enough. Most improved it, to improve is so hard. Yeah. So yeah. actually, I, I should have been more like cool, you know. But anyway, uh, then so when I finished twenty seventh, I started out the year, and um, the and I started out. Uh, I think the first time I was in Japan, I got ninth, and then the second was at the Gotcha Pro, and I got second to Tom Curran there. Then went to South Africa, got second to Sean Thompson by point one. <laughs> uh, yeah, and. Um, and then shot up to number one in the rankings within um, within uh, yeah two years out of high school, and um, that's when uh, I I got like I started getting I was writing for Catch It, and um, what you wrote for Catch It? I wrote for Catch It, <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and and they were kind of the guys from South Africa, and they were kind of like doing a got trying to send me to a gotcha, but more fashiony. And then Gotcha came in and just offered double, and and we had the guy at Catch It put in a clause that I could get out of the contract if, if within writing because he thought he was paying me too much. Then I shot to number one in the world, and then Gotcha uh, Michael Thompson was like, it's like you gotta get good at man, you gotta have, you gotta have good at <laughs> So they offered me double, and it, and I went to Gotcha, and um, that's kind of. And I ended up finishing that year 10th because I made a bunch of stupid ass mistakes too, you know, but, uh, I should have finished in the top five that year, but yeah. Can you tell that's us? All, it, that's all, that's all the memory. That's that, what's, that's what makes me a better teacher. You know? What, uh, what was that salary like? Oh, uh, I went from, 
when I signed with Team Gear as an amateur, and we were living in the Ha Penny Motel in Costa Mesa with my dad, and I was sleeping on a foam pad, uh, $250 a month, which was still like, <laughs> money from surfing, and I didn't have to wash dishes or swing surfboards or fix clothes on a rack for money. Um, it went from 250 they went to 500 and then catch it gave me 1500 but they're like hey 1500 a month you know that's a lot you know so we need to put the clause in there if you're not performing we need to be able to pull out it's like fine and then gotcha doubled it so it went to three grand a month and i was like oh, oh, you were we you, you were how old i was 19. dude and yeah. three grand is a lot of money back then back then huh Dude, then my next contract with O'Neill went to ten grand a month, and I was like, oh, <laughs> that? "No way, they won't do it." He's like, "They'll do it. You're the only fucking guy. They have to do it." Like, was my, it? You know, that's why I was in the animal wetsuit and all that stuff. My my dad was like, you know, my dad did all my negotiations and shit. Yeah, you know, pretty, you know. But was it was in was O'Neill? You still had a clothing sponsor when you're with O'Neill too. Uh, I when I went to um, when I went for Gotcha and Catch It and stuff like I went for Rip Curl. Yeah. And um, and so when I went over to O'Neill, um, when I went to O'Neill, it was just wetsuits, and then um, and so I rode for uh, Gotcha and O'Neill, and then I um, and then O'Neill did the clothing, and they, that's when it went to ten grand. They wanted me to be the guy for the clothes. Yeah, which was wow. terrible. It was terrible, and I was pissed off about it. And I was like, wow, these clothes suck, Dad. Fuck, these suck. But, but the check was big. <laughs> dress like this, you know? Think about it, right? I'm coming off of fucking cut-off T-shirts and fucking, you know, pointy shoes and, like, you know, coiffed fucking hair. And I'm like, you know, I'm like, you know, like, and I got to wear a surf, you know, baggy-ass, you know, shit. I was pissed. Yeah. But the $10,000 check was pretty good, too. So I was like, how do I make this work? Gotcha okay. though was one of the coolest, best, stylish clothes. Yeah. The marketing like, was like epic. It. Like the marketing was so freaking cool. Yeah, yeah, I liked it. I liked it. I, I liked being a part of that. But the Yeah, I did, but you know, also Mark Price was there and and while Mike Thompson really liked my uh you know, sort of what do you call it? Uh uh gregarious personality or whatever i think i think mark price didn't like it as much you know huh. maybe uh and i can't speak for him because maybe he did maybe he did he just didn't i don't know i just didn't feel like he was i felt like the more radical shit i did the better mike but i liked it you know yeah and uh, and it was didn't feel that as much coming from um yeah coming from uh and uh, uh, Michael Thompson, but he, I mean, yeah, I felt, I felt like he, he he loved it. Yeah, and was it was it O'Neill first before uh, Life's a Beach? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, I, I left I left O'Neill because I because Life Glob was at Life's a Beach, Dave Kennedy was at Life's a Beach. I liked the clothes better, and they also were going to change. They I went for Life's a Beach, not Bad Boy Club. I yeah. didn't really do the Bad Boy thing that much. I kind of. They wanted to brand Life's a Beach more surf, and Bad Boy Club was more like, they were selling a lot with Bad Boy Club to, they, they hit like a good sale, they, they found their niche for that, but I, you know, 
And I thought the ads that they did with Life to Beach were good. Um, there's one called uh, Cross uh, Kennedy. Dave Kennedy did the ad. It's really it's a good looking ad. And still today, I, yeah. I like it a lot. You know, so um, uh, the O'Neill stuff was too cookie cutter, too they're too conservative for my, you know. But I mean, I don't. I mean, the O'Neill Ozone movie is is was a good one for me. It was yeah. A lot of people really liked my surfing then and, and also I, I got a bit of my personality in there in that video but but yeah um and with Life's the beach we did the um we ended up doing that uh circumnavigate the u.s and all that it was really really fun time yeah yeah that o'neill ozone was so classic and i mean there's so many good parts in there but yeah with your you know personality and your storytelling and and then the surfing the combo that was that was i mean one of a kind right there uh, yeah, I mean, do you get people listening this long and, and with this stuff? I, just, I mean, I mean, I dig it. I, I feel like it's just a catch up with you guys, but like, uh, I, I don't want, hey. I don't want to, you know, I don't want to bore anybody. And I, you know, I guess it's up to them. This is all time, dude. Kurt, you don't even know, dude. This people listen for five hours. We've had five hour. Hey, we've had five hour uh, episodes hey. before. Classic. Classic. <laughs> You're not just talking to us. Like that, when our listeners are in this conversation, they're sitting in their house, they're sitting in their car, they're sitting in you know gym, they're hanging out, and they're they're hanging with Gur right now. Dude, they're loving it. They're loving it. So Gur, yeah, I don't remember. I remember only get to remember this stuff when I, when 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 asked about it, and it's uh it's uh it's super fun, and, and I, this I, is I, what happens we, is I get really I. Feeling that I, I got to experience a lot of those things oh, yeah. at that time. And I feel super and, fortunate. And everybody has, like, you know, some memory of Gert, whether it's yeah. like, you know, an ad, a, a contest <laughs> win, they're on the beach, an interview, uh, something, and that and that's what's cool is every, you know, we're bringing up all these little subjects. Yeah. And I got a question from uh, one of our listeners um, that reached out, <laughs> knowing that we're going to get you on, and it was, what was up with the ape gloves or the TFLs or, or the gloves you wore back in, in the day? Oh, yeah. Did it make, oh, you, yeah. make you paddle faster? Oh, yeah. Like, that's definitely one of those. That's, I mean, I cringe at some of the things I look back on. I'm like, why did it was, I do it? You know, it was, it was like, the big, big check, the zeros, right? <laughs> no, I never got really paid from them, I don't think. It was more because I, I tried them and I was like, oh, my God, I can catch more waves. And then when we videotaped, uh, my dad and I video. Well, my dad would videotape me. Are you there still? Yeah, yeah, yeah. When um, <laughs> when my dad would videotape me, I didn't. They, they, he really, he didn't notice them all that much. And um, I was kind of, I was like, hey, can we make some skin colored ones? Because I, I kind of just, I don't really want to, you know, I don't want, I don't want, I don't want them to be that noticeable. But it, like it, like a, it didn't really. Like I was like, I oh, couldn't really see it because obviously things were HD back then and stuff. But that every picture, I could, I was like, Ugh. <laughs> <laughs> but the thing the thing was is that is that I could catch I could catch waves so much better with those things. And then what ended up happening? <laughs> I do like the one. <laughs> You know, and I'm like, and it turned out like, yeah, you're actually dislocating your shoulder. No way. I was like, 
slightly dislocating my shoulder and my muscles would hold on to my shoulder and so my shoulders were hurting all the time and I finally had to stop and um that is hilarious and, yeah and 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 it's when I think about it now I think you know such a young strong you, that like pain was like you know whatever they hurt but fuck it look at that right <laughs> I don't know I just didn't I didn't have as much awareness, you know, and, um, uh, but yeah, that was a, that's a period of my life on my, like, oh God, thank God I didn't use them for too long, you know, like, uh, yeah, another one is, I had the worst wipeout ever at Pipe, and so, my heat up against, um, Derek Ho and the Bill Long Masters, I wore like a kayak hat, because I was, I, 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 I got, I was never scared of Pipe from seven, when I surfed it at 17, I just, went for it, you know, and then I had this really freak, I had this freak accident out there where I was on the way thinking I was alone on the way, and then this guy, Chuck, you know Chuck Andrus, Shaper? Yeah. No. He's the largest human, and he's, he goes, hey! I went, yikes! You know, and I, and, and I, I was in the, I, I just, Kind of jumped off and I jumped like I did like I had the same situation that, like Bede had I like landed and I, I, I fell off and I landed in like the glow of the wave and it just picked me up and like I would never fall in that spot and picked me up and just pile drive me into the reef and I like my hit I couldn't walk for three days afterwards it scared that shit out of me wow. so by the time the pipe I had by the time that 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 like if I like Oh my god! I, a year later, I I I got through it. I stopped wearing a helmet. I not only wore a helmet at one time, and but like I'm like, oh man, I wish I could have a redo on that one. I would have just like, I would have been just dragging my arm, going, you know, like. But yeah, that's one that I cringe on a little bit too. That's so funny. Uh, amazing. You and Tony uh, Tony Roberts made a lot of movies with O'Neill, huh? Uh, yeah, we made that. The ozone one was the main one, um, and you know Tony and Chris Gallagher would come down and stay at my house, and um, we just nerd out on surfing and you know you know fuzzy uh, VHS tapes. Like, what about this? And that guy's doing this, and this, and this. And that's just better than that. And that's this, and I think it's this. And you know, so Gallagher's another technical coach that you know he's a very very bright guy, and and um, and he he's super fun to to, to break down shit with and. And so Tony was always there. Just Tony's a really passionate surfer, and, yeah. and still, still very passionate about progressive surfing and yeah. skateboarding and all that stuff. So it was fun to talk with him about that stuff. But uh, yeah, that Ozone movie was pretty. With the comedic timing on it was pretty fun. Yeah, pretty like it was. It's set up for itself. You know? Yeah. I uh, speaking of like cool movies, all the Sarge's uh, scrapbook stuff that you guys were in, that looked like a lot of fun. Uh. It, it, it was those, such a... Those are like today's two tour notes. Sonny Miller. Sonny Miller was the big catalyst on that stuff. And um, and that Sonny Miller's really good friend with John Glom. And so the humor was coming from sort of like funneling through Glom to Sonny Miller and then out. And so it was just like, it was like I was back in a way in Glom's van, you know, carpeted you know, our boards flying off the roof during Santa Ana's up to like, you know, the WSA and Ventura, you know, and it was almost like the same kind of vibe. Yeah. In Japan and Tokyo, 
you had the disco clothes. It was just, all we were doing is, if we weren't trying to out-surf each other, we were trying to make, like, be funnier than each other. Yeah. And, and, the, and the Aussies are, are, are just, they're just that, they're just, they're really, really funny. And their, their sense of humor, their self-deprecation, and the way that they, they were, and they're, yeah, like we were just one big, one big band of, 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 uh, funny, uh, of a traveling funny, and then we were like, we're the girls, and, uh, and, and, uh, like, so we get out of water, when surfing was done, I was like, food, all right, we're the girls, and, and laughter, and what, who, who can do the funniest, who can do the funniest stuff, and, and, uh, it's kind of, in a way, it's kind of like going to college, maybe, like, a, yeah. like a, Fraternity type situation, you know. How funny was Schmoo, dude? Schmoo so funny. Yeah, Schmoo put me on the ground in tears, tears, <laughs> laughing. So funny. Yeah. Such a crowd. The two of you together, dude. You you could have had your own like sitcom. <laughs> he, he, he reached out to me, and he's got a podcast, and he wants to do. I'm looking forward to doing one one with him. Nice. Uh, yeah. Yeah. That's so, cool. He's so out. cool. You, you had a, uh, you can, you know, most guys traveling, and that's why I want to touch base on your, like, your careers, you know, usually you, you travel with guys, you know, from your zone, like, you know, you, I know you travel with Snips, and, you know, maybe some other guys from California, but you, you did have a good connection with a lot of the Australia guys. Yeah, I didn't, I traveled with Jeff Novak and, um, and Dave Kennedy, and, and then, I didn't. I wasn't with any of the NSSA crew, like Chris Froehoff or, um, or Parsons or Ted Robinson or um, Jim Hogan or Ryan McNulty. I liked him, but um, yeah. And then Archie was on his own trip, and then Jeff Booth also got along with the Aussies. Really, I just would always go out and have a drink with them and talk with them, and and that's all they want. I saw all they wanted was don't be too cool for school, and then. Yeah. Um, so we we I still have friends from way back then and and uh, yeah and it was just about you know being um, I suppose you know just just sharing you know your your uh, your experience your love for surfing and just life and and, and people yeah. and uh, you know and 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 get to learn stuff from people you know there's so much you can learn from like. There's so much you can, you can learn from every single person, even like what not to do or what you don't want to be like. You yeah. know, there's just you just if you're open, you can just you can you can really pick up some cool. I did, you know. So yeah. um, I was just really, I wanted to get full experience out of my traveling, yeah. not just hey, I'm here to win and that's it. I was like, yeah. wanted to win, pissed off if I didn't win. But then I was like, well, I'm not going to just soak. I'm just going to get out there and meet some people and meet some people that don't surf and go see the museums and go artwork and try to get to some swank party with a bunch of chicks that don't know anything about any surfing, nothing, whatever, Like, and meet people doing really cool, different things. And, yeah, I was like, let's speak different languages. And just, I mean, you know. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's like you know. That's part, that's part of yeah, in, enjoying where you're at and, and 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 living in the in the now. Where are you at? We're in Australia, well, Europe. You, you got to go experience that. Well, I what I think I always thought like, why am I why, why am I doing all this? Like, why am I why am I doing all this? But really, I was setting myself up to be a teacher. Yeah, I was just setting myself up to learn all this stuff 
so I could help people. Because that's my favorite thing to do is to help people. And um, it just, it's really rewarding. It makes me feel worthy. I love when somebody has triumphed over something that they're having a hard time with or they're advancing and they feel that, oh my God. But because it opens up that there's, that it opens up a thing about life that like anything's possible. Yeah. And, and, and it's just like, it's just so, dude, it's the best. Yeah. It doesn't Good feel morning. like a job. You know, so uh, I, I, I hit a point in my life, I was like, what am I going to do that's as fun as surfing? Shit, I need to pay so much money to surf, and now what am I going to do that's even half as fun? Or am I going to make half as much money? Like, oh my God. But once I started teaching, I'm like, oh, this feels great. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I'm not saying everybody's the perfect student, because there's definitely not perfect students out there either. Yeah. But, you know, you learn yeah. too. So, so, how long were you on tour for, girl? I think eight years. Eight years? And what, was, it, was it 91 that you stopped? Or is it uh, after? 92. 92. The beginning of 92. Okay. Um, and I know you won uh, a contest in South Africa, right? Like, the was it the Gunston or the Belito or something like that? Gunston 500. Can you hear us, girl? No, I won the Gunston. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, the internet connection got unstable or something. I, I won the Gunston twice. Nice. Wow. And then, um, so you were on there for eight years and then decided to call it quits or? Yeah, I just felt like I was doing the same thing over and over again. And I just thought, you know, I already reached number one in the world a couple times. And, um, and um, I wanted to grow as a person and I didn't want to, con- I didn't think I was that good of a competitor. And I also didn't think that I was really savvy i started to realize that i was much more of an artistic person and that i could i could um shine in a more artistic environment rather than a competitive one and uh, i still even wave key and what i teach and everything it's not um competitive it's more about improving and connecting to like the power of mother nature and things like that so yeah. um yeah it kind of like it just I kind of, I had wanted to I had actually wanted to quit um, a couple of years earlier when Aki did and Curran did because they were off surfing good waves and I thought that's more what I want to do but yeah but I also was like kind of been on this journey for so long I really want to prove that I'm one of the best and um, to myself and um, so I hung in there and then once I felt like I did it uh, and I didn't win the world title but I know why um, I didn't believe in myself enough and um, and I needed to believe in myself, and uh, and yeah, I was a real. I was. I let my emotions, you know, sort of come over me, and that's where. And, and I remember it all really well. So I, 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 and I did a lot of work on myself with with some, you know, some of the best people in the world, um, whether it was hypnotherapists or um, self help people. And um, really turning the mirror on myself, like, and, and to the point of like, you know, what what is it I did or I do to create that situation? No blame anywhere else, you know, all those things. And how do I? How do I? Uh, how do I um, get out of my own way? And you know, you know, how do I reach my full potential and all that kind of stuff? So a lot of drive. I have a lot of drive, and um, and the drive comes around being happy. I want to be happy. Oh, I want to be a happy guy, and I want to 
I want to spread happiness and I'm, you know, upbeat and I want to make people laugh and I want to, I want to help people serve better and, 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 and I want to let people know that like we're just still scratching the surface on so much of this stuff, you know? So, uh, so yeah, I think, I don't know if that was, if that answers the, so I, I, I just went on the journey after that. I was like, I'm out of here. I don't, I didn't, I didn't want, I didn't want anything to do with competition. I used to watch football with my dad and all that stuff. And I'm like, no, 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 I don't want to watch. I don't want to watch the French Open. No, I don't want to watch any, no, I don't want to watch competition. I just want to go towards art, music and, um, and art, Yeah, you know, and, was Any this kind of art. I'm going that direction. You know? Was this when uh, when free was it free clothing? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it was it was it was yeah free and um, and um, you know it kind of um, it, it was yeah it was just I wanted to rediscover why I fell in love with surfing and everything all that stuff too and you know and and yeah I'm, I, sometimes I've regretted and gone kind of should have stuck in there because I probably could have won a world title and or more than one even. Um, I would probably had some good duels with, with Kelly. I did have a really good heat with him uh, in 1990, or, um, where I beat him, but um, in good waves. And uh, and he pushed me to the limit. It was great. Did not, did a thing kind of like Tom Curran. Same thing. I was way out ahead, and then he came way back, and I was like, oh, I've seen this scene before. You know, <laughs> this happened. But like you know, um, I probably would have done that. But then you know, I had so much fun and learned so much and I have such great stories of traveling in Europe and playing guitar yeah. on the streets with nobody knows me as oh there's Gerd nobody, no, no no I'm just some long haired kid playing guitar but not very good too and uh, you know it was just cool I learned so much yeah. you know? well when, when Free came out and it was you and Donovan like gosh that could have been such a huge successful brand Right, like, for sure. Who who uh, who started that? Who was who's behind it? So uh, Andy Davis, you know him. He's an uh, uh, yeah. artist. Yeah. So Andy Andy and his uh, friends had just done this little T-shirt company called Free Clothes, and I was like, "What? Yeah." That's the whole thing I've ever heard. I'm like, I want to be. And so I met with them, and I was like, "Hey, I'd really like to. Should we partner up?" And I'm free surfing. And, uh, you know, that's what I care about. And uh, this kind of makes a lot of sense. And also, I've been making my own trunks. I actually went to, like, Hoffman Fabrics and got some prints. And I wanted my shorts to be longer than they were made. I, I did my own stuff. Then I got the cover of the magazine with my own trunks. And I was like, hey, wow. if we do free and then we cut it up, it'll, it'll look like maybe, you know, I, I, and, we, and then we did our first ad, which was, uh, I, I did a skateboard, um, a, a sort of like a, I recreated a Greg Weaver skateboarding. Yeah, I totally remember. And, and, and the shorts I'm wearing were from a thrift store. They're like 60s curtains material that I made. <laughs> and and when Free came out and they're in that, people were like, what are those shorts? What are those shorts? And I was like, oh, those are just one-offs. You know? Yeah. And in retrospect, we should have. We should have bought a bunch of that fabric and just made them and then set. You know what I mean? We yeah. Just, we just yeah. so young. So anyway, um, it was kind of um, yeah, a bit of a. Uh, and then I was, and then Donovan was writing for Billabong, and I was like, hey, um, you know, I think it'd be really smart if we had one more guy besides me, you know, because then it'd be, you know, there's there's you know he's younger and he's different, you know, and like yeah. you know, he and I are really really good friends. We're best of friends. 
and then we did it, and um, it was really great for a while. Yeah, and then there was some, then 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 there then it fell apart with business because we we're all really young and yeah. to um, we needed we needed more guidance, you know. But yeah. you know, I still talk to Andy, and and when I see Donovan, I'm like, you know, and <laughs> you know, and it's 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 yeah. There's no bad blood. We're pissed off at each other for a little while, but not not so bad to to yeah. ever. You that said or something really, you know. So it, it kind of, I yeah, bring, it's too bad because Volcom went on to being like the billion dollar, whatever, yeah, you know, multi million. Ross did really well, and we were right there. We, if we had our shit together, we would have also uh, uh, made the, yeah. the company we went really. You got still yeah. be alive today. That's the thing. It, it's for so sure. it's so appropriate for what I mean. Free serving is is the shit these days. You yeah. know, that's what I do. I look for. I love Wade Goodall surfing and Chippa Wilson and Bryce Young and fuck, I think those guys are so good. And I'm like, yeah, give me more, you know. And then and it's funny with the WSL being like, you know, you don't see it anymore. I don't even miss a lot. Of, I don't miss it. I, I there's a couple guys I want to see. John John, of course. I like yeah. the way Wade Carmichael serves. Um, there's a few guys I but there's so many of them. I'm like, yeah, I mean, they're good. They're better yeah. than me, but like, you know, yeah, you know, I'd rather go surf myself. Yeah. 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 That brand, that brand free was, I mean, you guys were the, the name and the face of the brand. They just needed somebody at the helm to kind of, you know, guide it. Yeah. Kirk, can we, can we talk about Xanadu? Oh man. Fucking Xanadu, man. Oh man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. There's the board. No, uh, this board works so good. This is the one I got to cover on. That's it. Uh, that's a seven oh, that's the one I got the the cover, uh, my only server cover on. But um yeah, I, I got a lot of good things to say about Xanadu. He he's one of the grooviest, weirdest dudes I've ever met in my life. <laughs> when when uh when he used to come into HSS, you know, dropping off boards, I'd just be like, Hey, what's up, man? He's like, Oh hey, what's up? How you doing, man? <laughs> Such a great shaper. So good. Wearing like a shirt that's like too short. Like, dude, I just like, what do you do? Like, you know when you, you know, somebody, I'm like, what do you do? What, what's up with your shirt? He's like, oh, man. Oh. <laughs> it's my style, man. What I like, what I like. You yeah. know? And like, you know, just, <laughs> dude, I, dude, there was a point with Xanadu. I'm like, I quit the tour and I'm like, hey, uh, can I get a board, like, maybe two, maybe two boards, but, you know, no rush, you know, like, it's cool, you know, like, I don't need them, like, tomorrow, like, it's not like I'm on tour, you know, it's cool, but I, you know, like, get on, you know, whatever. A very low-maintenance customer. Right. Not at other times. I'm probably, probably pretty high-maintenance when I was competing and shit, because, you know, everything on the line, but, like, at this point, I'm like, hey, it's cool. Dude, the guy go on and on and on without making me a board, and I'm like, "Hey, is that a new? <laughs> I need a board. I need a new board here. Oh, bread, bread. I have to make a board for this guy and this guy and this guy. And oh, fuck, I fucked this guy. I made for six months. Fuck, he's so mad at me. I have to do. And the kids, the kids, the kids need one for a contest coming up. Blah blah blah. And I'm like, okay, just you know, next couple. Dude, it would go on and on without making more. And and after a while, he's like, "Oh man, I got too much to do." Da da da. Meanwhile, if you can imagine this white screen back here, this I mean, the shape, it, like it's right? 
almost every photo behind him is you. Is <laughs> and covers and this thing and that thing. And I'm like, hey, dude, can you just turn around for a second? Do you mind making me a fucking boy? Like, you make me a boy? Like, I'm waiting three months already. Like, can you make me a fucking boy? Like, fuck. You know, like, that's how I got, I got to that point. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So, um, and then you, you, uh, and then, and then, and then it was just funny because I love Xanadu. I still talk to him today. He's still, I still get a board. I just got a new one, a new one of his twin fins. I haven't tried yet. And like, I so appreciate how, what a genius he is and how I like, I'm okay with all his weird stuff now. Like, whereas before I'd be like, what are you doing? You know, yeah. like it's so interesting how you grow. You either grow and don't talk to that person again, or you grow and you realize Ah, they're flawed just like I am. So yeah. fuck, come on. Yeah. You know what I mean? And he's so sweet, man. He always asks about my dad. And my dad and him had arguments and yelled at each other. And he always go, How's your dad? He just he liked that my dad really cared so much about me. Yeah. He dug that. That's Even cool. if he got into an argument with him. It was pretty cool. You know, so And then you and Law rode for Doc for a long time. D O C H B O C such a cool dude. When Lar won that, when Lar won the um, thing at Trestles for Doc, and fucking Matt Bialis is super pissed off and bummed <laughs> out. You know, it was close. It was close. I know it yeah. was close, but Lar deserved to win it. It was fucking shredding, and we were just like, yay, yay! But the thing about Doc so cool is he wasn't the kind of guy that would stick it in anybody's face. He was like, well, oh, he kept saying, oh, it's really close, and you know, I feel, you know, I don't want to. You know, Doc's whole thing is he puts both his hands back here and, goes, <laughs> and I, come, I come in like fucking hot, right? I'm like, Doc, I got this idea. I want to pickle four backwards fucking board with three fins right here. And I'm fucking I'm thinking of this idea, this idea. <laughs> and Doc, I was like, okay, okay. You know, like, yeah, okay, yeah. And then, like, I got my, um, this is this, I got my, like, I got this bad boy right here. Oh Jesus! This is this 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 is a Cortez bank model. Oh my and god! This Sixteen and three quarters. It's the Y two RSQ, so it's a flat deck. It's like an inch and a quarter thick. This thing worked insane. Oh my god! Oh my. This thing works so good. What size <laughs> waves did you ride that on? Uh, you know, Roddy, you know John Locke. Yeah. Yeah. Why? Like I, I forget what I say, but I, I left him a message on his on his thing, and I was like, "Oh, dude, it was really fun out there." The ones that were really good were the insiders, you know, the forty-five foot ones. <laughs> Those were the ones that had the real nub on them, and he and he repeat repeats like, "Are you kidding me, dude? What? The insiders, the forty-five foot shit? You know, I hate this." Um. <laughs> so, so yeah, I don't know. There's some sixty-foot waves out there and stuff. It was, but there was like. Not a puff of wind. It was just glassy. It was like dirt. It, it's not our fault that your life is so filled with so much amazing stuff that we have to hear about. That's why this this uh, interview is going to be so long. I mean, dude, we, my wife's my wife's, my, my wife's for sure going to be like, how are you, are you talking about yourself the whole time? I'm like, hey, babe, ask me questions. Like, I I, I actually even said to her, like, hey, are you sure? Is anybody going to? I don't want to bore people, you know, and she's like... No way, dude. This is gold stuff, dude. This is gold stuff. So, I don't want to jump around, but um, what... How did you come up with the concept of the game? Oh, my dad. Yeah, my dad did it. Really? Yeah, my dad 
when I quit, my dad was like, what are you quitting? What do you mean? Like, my dad, they threw my dad for a loop. He's like, what are you talking about? You're fucking tough. You're, you're at the top of the fucking sport. You're going to quit. And I'm like, my dad, it's stupid. It's it's like nobody's watching. There's all this fucking still. It's just fucking sort of the same shitty waves over and over and over again. And there's, fuck, I was just like, this, you know, and he's like, well, I agree. It's not set up for spectators and blah, 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 blah. So he came up with this team competition where one team was in the water and the other team. I'm like, dude, that's not going to work. I'm like, I'm like, what if one waves come through and then, you know, and then the next team goes on, there's no waves. You can't plug it, you know. So I kind of, he goes, it'll work. And then we did sort of like a, a small one. And then, and it was kind of fun, but that was when I was still in the zone where I was like, yeah, I don't want anything to do with competition. So I just sort of shelved it. And then five years later, when I realized I was about 31, I was in Peru, and I just was, I was actually at Machu Picchu, just sitting there looking out thinking, you know what, I, I got to go back to competition. Um, Whoa, why? Mainly because, Sorry. what's that? It's okay. Okay, go for it. I got to go back to competition, not, I got to go back there because that's the only place that I can perform. And I got to bring my good, I got to bring all this five years of what I've learned, I've got to bring this back into the fold, and I've got to, I've got to just use the 20 minutes as, a, as that's all I have to, and just use that as a performance place rather than think about advancing and winning and doing this and tactics. It's just, that's your spot. That Just go in there and treat the 20 minutes as your, time to perform and then you're live and then you're back in the mix and you're watching everything and you're learning and all this stuff and i did that for i did that half of 97 and the whole of 98 i went on the tour with taylor knox and i and and that's when i was with lar and benji and uh and rizal look 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 boo none of us would respond until, and he'd suddenly go through a three you know and then and then by the time we turn around and respond Rizal would be asleep <laughs> like I mean you know remember we went to Mexico oh yeah, my god so good so good go to Mexico in the desert and there's like no water anywhere and he goes where does the water come from where do people get where do people get any water you know he's just going like fuck you know like, it was just amazing Anyway, uh, Curry, your parts, your parts in Taylor Steele's video were freaking pretty amazing. Uh, thanks. You know, um, the the loose change. Uh, the thing was, is I was training with um, my sensei, my kung fu sensei, which is without him, I wouldn't have been able to. I wouldn't feel so confident about wave key. But I trained with him for ten years. I still train with him sometimes. Anyway. I was training with him, and he has a whole set of stretching and warming up and warming. And so I was waking up at 4.30 in the morning, an hour and 15 minutes before everybody else, and stretching and training and, like, doing this, um, what he calls inflex. And his name's Adrian Crook. And um, and then we'd get to the beach, and I would, by the time I got to the beach, from my first wave, I was ready to, ready to attack it. So I was... And I did that every single day. So I was up earlier than everybody else, and it paid off. But where, where um, were you living? The parts in Taylor's movie is in is from Reunion Island. Okay, and so good. Yeah, and we were serving St. Lou every day. And uh, and um, hey, Laura, were you there? That you were there that time, right? Yeah, and uh, it was 
we did we were filming for taylor and they're also doing that oam movie and they used a bunch of footage for that um heads tails or whatever they they named that movie and jack jack came over johnson for a little bit it was a great trip you know when that there was that one day big and keith and i howled across the river yeah were you there that day uh-huh so sketchy were you because you're going like <laughs> you're cutting out on me uh that was one of the stupidest things i've ever that's one of the stupidest thing i've ever done in my life what happened so Every day we're going to we're going to this spot called St. Lou where loose change, where all those rides are loose change. And one day was too big to jump off the rocks. There was all urchins and stuff. And um, and Keith, uh, we were with Machado and Benji and probably Lauren Rizal and and Joey Mercer and uh, you know um, and Dave Benji I think was filming. Um, and uh, and we. Keith and I decided to go on the uh, drove around and went on the other side of the river and paddled and we're like we're gonna paddle across the river because there were some good waves out there we just couldn't get off the rocks and none of, none of the other guys were like they're like no nah, I'm not paddling across that river and Keith and I are like fuck your pussies and um, we're doing it so we went over there and we went down these and we jumped into the water in the river in Reunion and paddled across this river. And like, dude, the moment I got in the river, I was like, oh my God, I feel so vulnerable. And Keith is bigger and stronger than me. I'm in like a mofo. And I'm as fast as I can to stay up with him. I'm like, hey, hold on, because I'm like the baby. I'm the easier one. And I'm like, fuck. <laughs> dude, I don't like, I go, I don't really like this, man. I don't like this. And he goes, let's just go get one. And I'm like, all right, fuck. You know, like, it's that- so heavy. That it's, is so gnarly. And we pound across the, over there. And I'm so nervous. I get like one wave along. <laughs> and then I'm like, get out of here. And we're like, yeah, okay, we got one. Let's go. And then we cross the river. So we're paddling back across the river. river and I'm like, look at the rocks going, oh, we've got to get there. got to get there. And there's like a Creole Frenchman uh, reunion fisherman up on the rocks looking at us doing this kind of stuff. <laughs> Basically, I'm like, are you the stupidest? Are you the stupidest people? And I, I'm looking at him all like, yes, yes, I am the stupidest. I'm the stupidest. I'm even stupider than Keith because I'm slower than Keith, and I'm the one who's going to get it. You know? And so, oh my God, we got close to the rocks. I felt like a crab. I just up the, up the rocks, like, oh, did it. You know? That is- Makes me shudder to think about. You know, when I when I when I uh, when I think about it, it's like heavy. That's anyway. crazy. How long was that paddle? Like a good five, ten minute paddle? Yeah, like about probably probably ten minutes. Oh. Ten minutes across, maybe, because you had to paddle across and then go out and go around. Oh my gosh. Yeah, yeah, probably ten to ten to twelve minutes somewhere in there. Ten to twelve minutes of just just like totally feeling like you're being watched. Right. Super deep, yeah, super deep water. The wave was kind of like a Hollyiva, like it just was dark totally. and sketchy. Yeah, totally. That's amazing. We can't surf there anymore. <laughs> yeah, man, that's tragic. Tragic stuff has happened there. So, so um, after the game, all of a sudden, Brad Gerlach was a big wave surfer. Like... Actually, it was during the game. During the game is when you became... 
the game was my the game was my like date was my like moonlighting thing and i was riding big wave big waves in the day you know like it was just like i was i was so focused on the game because i wanted i didn't want to be a professional surfer anymore i wanted to make money doing something else i wanted to i wanted surfing just to be my fun time and my like i didn't want to continue I didn't want to keep signing autographs and being in pictures and doing all, like, I just kind of felt like, I don't want to talk about me. I want to talk about other people. I want to talk about surfing or, or just do something else. I don't, I'm sick of talking about me, you know? And, um, and I want to make something, I want to produce something. I want to contribute, you know, back to surfing and people were complaining about pro surfing at the time a lot. And I, instead of complaining, I wanted to do something about it. But at the same time, I needed to make a living because I wasn't making money with the game. Uh, I thought I could, you know, at some point, but, um, so then I rode those big waves and I got the killer contract from O'Neill and so whenever the waves got big, I had to go ride them. And sometimes I'd be like, Oh God, I'm not even ready for this. And, um, I was just in the hole, like, you know what? I'm just going to look at it. Like I'm a mountain climber and I'm mountain climber. How many times have you fallen off the mountain? None. So I'm just not going to fall. You know? <laughs> and, uh, I'm just going to go and I'm not going to fall. And I, I, I didn't have too many wipeouts, but, uh, but I did have a, a pretty nuts one at Jaws, and um, that was that was yeah, that was, I mean, next level stuff. But um, but yeah, that, but I did that for eight years, and um, dude, had the best time ever with Parsons. Yeah, he laughs at every one of my jokes, and we have all this history. So we just laugh, we just be laughing, tears of laughter, like we're driving to Oregon, and we laugh the whole time up there, and then. Yeah, it's so much to talk about all the time. It was great. He's one of my best friends. Like, yeah. he's, he's, he's an incredible but, guy. But you were—you just didn't become a big wave surfer. You were already nuts from early age. Well, dude, honestly, after I quit the tour, I was playing music, smoking cigarettes, and like going, like, hey, just, I just want to be a regular guy. You know what I mean? Like, I, I don't want to be an athlete anymore. I just want to, you know, like, and I remember seeing a picture of Peter Mel and Mavericks when they first started towing in and he was on this behemoth of a wave and I looked at him and was like <laughs> I would never do that oh my god <laughs> I can still remember looking at it going that doesn't even look fun at all you know and um, and, and, and it was just it's super weird how I ended up getting in it with, with, with Parsons he just it was because I was the only person that really knew how to drive the ski, and I, I didn't have like I didn't have to go to work in the bank or anything. I just I had the hours. I learned how to drive the ski on the small days. So when it got big, it was like I mean I I'm so naive about certain things, and the, and I, I I didn't even I wasn't even thinking like hey when it gets big he's gonna call me. I'm just like yeah he's he's gonna call. Like it wasn't even in my brain like who's he gonna call. I just didn't even think about it, and until one day I just thought like. Because he kept saying that over and over again, dude, I can't wait till it gets big. And I was kind of thinking about the game and thinking about the rules and doing all that stuff in my head. Like, okay, how do we do the game? And we can get this all in seven. And he'd be over there going, damn, wait till it gets like an 80 foot and stuff. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, cool, you know. And then one day I go, who's he? Fuck. He's going to call me. Of course he's going to call me. I'm training. I'm driving the ski. Oh, fuck. What am I signing up for here? And then I kind of had to, it was so daunting that I had to be like, he's not going to call me. And then one day, doo -doo 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 -doo, hey dude, uh, he used to do this. I wish I had, I wish I saved the, the answering machine. He called me. 911, <laughs> clear the schedule. Hey dude, it's going to be large march. I mean, one of the biggest swells. It looks 
crazy big, and I'd just be all, oh, no, oh, no. And then we come out of Toe Santos by ourselves, just riding these 60 foot legs, just going, he's going. And the thing is, at first, and I'd always just, I'm like, hey, listen, Mike, I'm going to be the biggest puss, okay? I'm going to puss out, okay? I, I'm like, I'm, I'm, I'm totally unafraid of being a pussy. I look at Larry and be like, fucking, I'm a puss, okay? <laughs> You're a different animal. I'm a fucking puss. So put me on a six-foot ride, and I'll fucking smoke your ass. And that's what I care about. I care about fucking doing And you care about skipping over 40-foot giant bumps. So kill it. You're way better. You're ballsy. I'm not. <laughs> um, and so I just, I had no fear of being able to say, I'm a puss. And, but... Dude, eventually I started like you know, and I would say this to Parsons, like, "Don't worry, I'll get you on a perfect one. I'll I'll, I'll drive you perfectly." And I would I built confidence and built confidence and built confidence. Next thing you know, I was just like fucking foaming out the mouth, going, "Hey, get me a bigger one!" <laughs> <laughs> you know, and then riding a short one on big waves, just going. And I was like, oh my god! And then, and then I kick out, and you'd be like, dude, you don't even want to know what that thing looked like behind you. <laughs> if you fell on that thing, you would just fucking been eaten alive. I'm like, whoops! It's getting <laughs> That's <laughs> so <laughs> crazy. I mean, it was like, and we were by ourselves. It was. It's like if we had an accident. Oh my god. Gert, that was that Todos that you guys were. Yeah. Okay. And so then we're just down at Todos. Nobody out. No, yeah, and it'd be like 90 million feet. We'd be like, oh. <laughs> but, but Totus was where you cut your teeth in big waves. Pay attention, bud. Pay attention. <laughs> <laughs> and then, I'd be like walls, and I'm sitting there just like holding on the rope. Just like, God, I feel like shark bait. This is, I'm shark. Is there anything coming? He's like, he's like, oh, yeah, maybe. I'm like, well, is, yes or no? Because I'm going to get on the ski. You know, he's like, he's like, well, just jump on the ski if you want to. I'm like, okay. Start paddling over towards the ski, and you can't paddle tow boards for shit. And then he's like, oh, 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 here comes something. I'm like, oh, fuck, oh, fuck, oh, fuck, oh, fuck, you know, and then you're, and then I was like, you're like, oh, and, and then you're driving out towards the ledge, and, and they're just these big lumps, and I'm like, oh, I wonder if I should, and, he, and, and, and he's like shaking his head because he can see a bigger one, and then we go over it, and I'm like, all oh, right, and he shakes his head again, I'm like, what? And then we go over it, and I'm like, Wow. And I'm like, okay, fuck, okay. And then just, and you just like, it just goes from being like all turbulent, a whole mother of it, and you just let go and you're just quiet. <laughs> insane. Insane. Hey, my, my hands are sweating while you're talking <laughs> about Dude, this. I got a gnarly story out of Cortez Manic that's just like, I mean, it is just like, I mean, I, 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 I'm so glad I'm, I'm so glad I'm still here, but one, one time we went out there and I, I was the guy that would bring every, every, like extra food, extra booties, extra jackets, extra stuff, everything, everything extra just in case. <laughs> the last time we went out there to, to Cortez Bank is when Carson's won that 77 foot wave. Like, I had the bag of two booties, and they must have fallen out of my bag. And so I, I, I don't know. I got and I get C six. So I'm out there, you know. And we get out there, and it's like four thousand feet, it's the biggest I ever seen it. And I'm like, we're all getting ready, and you know. And I'm like, I gotta look at the horizon. Then I got digging the bag. Look at the horizon. Then digging the bag, you know, so I don't get seasick. And then I can't find my booties. I'm like, oh no. 
And then, I, you know, and I just don't. And, and I'm like, hey, do you have any extra booties? And, like, and, and Clayton's like, yeah. So I'm looking at his bag, and I fucking, and there's one. Uh, and, you know, and he's like, what's the other? He's like, oh, maybe I only have one. And I'm like, oh. <laughs> and so I'm like, fuck it. I'll just wax, you know? And, um, dude, oh, my God. I, we get out there, and um, it's the beginning. It's, it's, it's so big. This way comes here. I must have been like 80, 80, 80, 80 plus feet. It was the biggest thing ever. And, and I never really, I, I never really said no, thanks. I just always was like, okay, but if I don't like it, I'll just abort, you know. But I always would go. And this one, we turn around on, and my, and it's just like, and it's at the beginning of the session. Going, there's some bumps on it because it's still bumpy. It's like the swells. You know, the night before it was all windy, so it's still got some leftover um, you know, carnage on it, and. I'm, I'm, I'm bumping, I'm bumping. I haven't gone down the wave yet, but I'm like, I've let go of the rope, I'm bumping, poof, poof, and my foot inside the strap, like a no booty, does like a tiny little, like, you know, it like does this little thing in it, in the strap. It doesn't, um, it doesn't, it's, it's not it's, snug. It's the smallest amount, but it's a, enough to where, you know, if you hit a bump and your foot is, if you if you hit a bump and your foot is like you're going down the way and you and my foot was going like even if, even though it was in the strap and I, it's like an eighty five foot wave or whatever it is so if my foot goes this way and I want to go that way my board's gonna do like my board's gonna go the wrong way that I want to go I, I mean it, it's like super scary to think about and. I just was doing this. It was bouncing, and I was going all fuck. And then the vanity part of myself is going, "Well, where's Rob Brown? Because if I'm gonna fucking go for it, he better get a photo. <laughs> I, I can't. I, I, I got enough time to like bounce and look for the boat. I can't see it anywhere. And I'm like, fuck, you know. And, and that's a whole other story of, of people missing like best ways of my life. So I'm like, and then finally I go, you know what? I'm I'm not doing it. Just the first time I said no, and I and I and I, I went to go kick out of the way, and I fell out of the strap as I kicked out of the way, and I I just like I just like I just like I just realized that I was like you know what fuck it today's not my day to be a big wave guy I'm just gonna be a really good driver be safe and stuff. fuck it I don't have to be the star every fucking time I go surfing that's cool so we did the whole session following Mike's board because Mike had. Me Weight, um, weight surfing straps on on his. I didn't have those, so he had traction and weight surfing straps. I didn't like them because I wanted to get the fuck out of my straps if I fell. So I just was like, and he had a Gallagher board, and I had a Gallagher board. His stance a little narrower than mine, didn't like that, you know. But still, <laughs> so I borrowed his board. So anyway, uh, I got a few waves, but I was like, it wasn't like. I mean, this is the day I got the biggest, biggest, biggest wave, and um, and. Uh, uh, Greg Long, just just Greg Long and Rusty and Mike and I are the only ones out there. And this is getting later in the day. And Mike, like I turn around, we get this wave. Pat, you know, he's pulling me into this wave, and it's got some weird curve on it. Like it, I don't know, it just it's just it's a fucking giant wave. It's like over fifty foot. It's a huge wave, right? It's a set. And so uh, I I just didn't like it, so I kicked it out. So when I kicked out, Mike's like, we always have 
like you would follow right away and then go get and then, like take him out of the zone, right? And so I kick out of the way, but Mike's right there, and Mike goes, jump on the sled, jump on the sled. But I was like, hey, dude, I'll just short rope it, you know? And that's when you just grab the rope and you hold onto the rope, and you don't have to go all the way back where the handle is, and you can, you can just pull you out, just pull you out of the, pull you out of there, you know? And he goes, he goes, no, 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 sled, 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 sled. And I'm like, oh, come on, man, let's fucking short rope it. And he didn't want to argue with me, so he let me do it. And just before I short rope it, I look back, and there's Greg Long's riding like a 60-foot wave. He's on one, and it's coming right at us. I'm like, oh, fuck. And so I just, I got it. Because when you grab a hold of the rope, if you don't squeeze it tight enough, and it, if, if it slips out of your hand at all, there's no possible way you could hold on to it, right? So I fucking squeeze this thing for everything I got in my life, and then he pulls me up out the water, right? And he also, he's very careful not to gun it, because if you gun it, it's, you know what I mean? So he pulls me up out of the water, and then and then I start fishing the thing back so I can get back to the handle, right? And he's picking up speed, picking up speed, and I'm, you know, I'm behind him going, and I get back to the handle, now he's going top speed because this, this, this six foot wave is coming down on, is chasing us, right? So he's going, and I'm going, like this. And, um, and then we catch up to the wave that I rode, in a, we catch up to the turbulence of it, and there's like, seriously, there's like a three foot, like, divot. And, and he, and I, I got it. <laughs> I, see I see it right i see it right and i'm like and, and it's full deal like this i'm like so this is how fast your brain and everything works like i went oh fuck like like my first thought was oh no but then i went no i can't even say oh no 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 i have to fucking save my life here i gotta ace this shit there's no choice so I just, oh, right, fucking ace this thing and i just hit this divot and go speed away and I would have had to wear that thing and it wasn't like it had like those you know like things that you could pull yourself to the surface it was late in the day I didn't have like an orange top he would have had to go all the way around in order to get me like I, I could have drowned really easily but wow and I was like hey 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 always listen to the captain <laughs> do what the captain says no more arguing like, get on the sled yeah, get on the sled do it don't fucking you know it was like okay Wow. He's in the water, and he knows that there, there, there's a bigger one coming. That's why he's trying to like you. Dude, can't he, argue. He, he kept his cool. I, I um, I um, he kept his cool. I was like, oh my god. So, how long did you guys do that for, girl? We did that for about eight years. Fuck. You guys are tell us. You guys tell are us stupid. About your your sixty <laughs> your sixty eight footer. Uh, your the one you got at Totos. Uh, that one. Uh, yeah. You know, 
Well, the thing with that one was I was having a bad, I was still not having a good day. I just, I kept getting all the small ones and all this stuff. And, um, and, uh, I read, uh, Roscar Jones was out there and, um, uh, I might be get. I might, <laughs> Hey babe, you're like, am I still going? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we'll, we'll end it. Tell her we'll end it soon. Um, yeah, I just those guys are out there, and I, I, I started getting like kind of annoyed at Mike. That I was like, I was getting kind of annoyed because everybody was getting the, everybody was getting good ones except me, and I was I, I started getting mad at Mike. Like Mike, can you just throw it? I want a big one, man. And I was kind of, I was kind of talking like you know, you know, a bit like like a bitch, you know. Come on, man, can you I want a big one, you know. And in the middle of that sort of bitch, he goes, "Fucking hang on, here comes a set." He's like, "Here comes a set, shush," you know. And I was like, "Oh, okay." And we go over the thing, like I was saying, we go over one, we go over another one. I'm like, "Oh, this is it, yeah." And he's like, "And he keeps driving." And then we went over to like another one, and I was like, "Oh my god, this thing's incredible!" And the cool thing was, by that point, like my board works so good at Galley. And it, it just, my board works so good. I kind of have these new fins, and I was in such the zone that I was like, you know what, I'm going to test these fins and see how good they are. So I sort of, uh, I sort of just, I didn't even, I had no fear at all. I was more in the zone of like, this is incredible. Yes, yes, you know, and then that wave came and I rode it, and I didn't really know what was behind me. And when I kicked out um, Greg Long and Rusty right there, they're like, that just won the XL for sure. That thing was the biggest thing I've ever seen. I'm like, really? It's like, they're like, yeah, wait till you see that thing. And it did. It won. <laughs> and, uh, and, uh, and that was, uh, that was, that's just pure luck, man. That's just totally luck. There's no, like, oh, I calculated it all, you know, like, fuck. No, I just was. Crazy. But I was ready for it. But I was ready for it. You know? So that part wasn't the luck. You know? So. Yeah. Yeah, there's got to be so many elements that have got to align, you know, from forecasting to be out there, to the right wave, who's who's towing who at that time. Like, it's got to be crazy. Totally, totally. I mean, that's kind of what I, that's my point with wave key is make sure you're getting, make sure you get yourself ready because you never know the best way of the day is going to come. And, and don't work on surfing when you're surfing. You don't want to work on surfing when you're, when the wave of the day comes, you just want to surf. Yeah. You know, and so that's that's what wave key is. It's like shadow boxing, shadow surfing. You know, you're 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 getting yourself all prepared. So when you know when the wave hits the shelf just right and, and actually barrels down farther, you can you know what to do. You know, you're not you know all, all the it's 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 a lot more than that. But like it's yeah. in a nutshell, it's like shadow surfing, I suppose. And you're getting it from. Uh, from me that I, and I've surfed uh, for 45 years and all these different ways and I, I've got a great memory and I, I know how to I know how to put it into I put it all into a systematic thing from my kung fu and aikido training and and uh, tai chi and all that stuff and it's purely surfing you're just surfing yeah. on land so um, you know you you there's the fundamentals and then there's the advanced stuff that I do with with um, my high level, you know, Taro and Parker and uh, Max B, like just just really high level surfing, which 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 is harder to coach in the sense because they're all so good. So how do you make them better? But yeah, that's, yeah. That's what so, I do. That's what I'm what I'm uh, what I'm gifted as. 
Yeah. Well, you obviously got the experience. You got the competitive experience. You got this, you know, your technique, your style, the big wave. Like, what kind of, you know, like requests and training or, or coaching do these people ask for? Like, do you have specific guys that are like, hey, I just want to surf big waves. Like, how do you how do you train? Is it, you know, breathing? Is it just being, you know, prepared? Like, how, you know, what, you know, what's your, what I'm asking is like, what kind of, uh, Clients, oh, yeah. I just—it's—it it comes from all over. But basically, yeah. if you want to know, like, if you're a, a guy that wanted to surf slabs, yeah, you need to have a perfect takeoff, and you need to know how to take how to do that. And how do you have a perfect takeoff at a slab if you don't surf a slab? Yep. Right. So, do you want to hurl yourself over the lip and possibly have a gnarly head injury, or do you want to nail your technique? Kind of like boxing. Do you want to get in the ring with that animal without training and just go on your, or do you want to train, study any film you can find of that guy and get your technique right so when he throws that haymaker, you can duck and hit him in his weak spot. I mean, it's so much like that. And so I, you know, I don't know if you saw, but Italo, uh, first time he surfed the box, he got like an eight-point ride that should have been a 12. He stood on his bed and got his board without his fins and took off a bunch of times. <laughs> and and he, got, he got that feeling into his body before it happened. So when he went out to the box, a place he's never surfed before, he got one of the best waves ever ridden out there. Yeah. This is exactly what wave key is. And it, it's on different levels. You're an intermediate surfer. You know what yeah. I mean? You need a lot of, there's a lot of places you probably aren't connected to the wave. A lot of places where you're, where you lose uh, control, a lot of places where you dig rail, a lot of and, and 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 a lot of places where you make mistakes. And look, pros are making mistakes, so don't tell me that that that, that you're not making mistakes. Okay, it's 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 not about not making mistakes. It's about being able to be loose enough to be able to turn those mistakes maybe into opportunities. Or being able to recover, or you know whatever it is, but hopefully your timing is really well, really really good. And so to have your timing be really good, you've got to be real quiet. You can't have an agenda. You can't be thinking in the future. You can't be thinking in the past. You know that your body has to move instinctually, naturally. You can't be thinking, oh well, you know, my coach said put your arm this way when you're in the tube because that'll help. And yes, but no not that's not gonna that's not the only thing you know what i mean it, 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 it's it's so much more complex than that but you can go on and on and on intellectually about it but what you need to do is experience it with your nervous system you you have to experience it so you got that's what i do on the floor and all of it is all of it is technical and then there's stuff that goes beyond the technical uh that you would imagine that um like the 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 head dancer of say the Bolshoi uh, ballet, she would be very 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 technical, but she would be off, be doing things beyond the technical that would blow you away, right? So those things are passed down information through other in the past passed down, and then the natural movement and all this stuff. It go that's what I do with the with the pros, like the the ones that go. Getting one percent better is is a big spike, and then intermediates get ten percent better, and it's a big spike. You know what I mean? So, yeah. Yep. 
but it's all it's most of it is technical and then it goes into uh into a deep when you actually go surfing you just go surfing yeah why i'm not out there going hey i'm the dig rail police hey you dug rail i'm gonna have to charge you a little bit of extra on your subscription yeah rail. No. I mean, yeah, how, how much is it just getting people on the right equipment for their level, too? You know, like, obviously, advanced pros, they're, they're already in tune, but for that intermediate, intermediate guy or, let's you know, somebody, Slater. just, yeah. Let's take, let's take the greatest guy ever, Slater. Yep. Do you think he's on the wrong equipment sometimes? For sure. I do. Yeah, I do. So do a lot of other people. This is the greatest guy ever. It's it's not perfect. You know it's perfect. Yeah. Now, he might be wanting to be on that because he wants to discover something. And that's his yeah. own thing. You know, but people give him shit about it. You know, but they, they, it's my own business. You know what I mean? Yeah. He's doing. Or maybe he's just trying to discover something new, a new feature. But it's that hard to be on the right equipment yeah. for every situation. Yeah. But that's sure. great for the board builders and all those guys because you could just keep, they keep funneling new equipment and new you know new advancements, you know. Yeah, which is awesome. We all and and, and guys like that where you like you said you think Kelly might be on the wrong equipment, but he's he's looking for something or trying something, and ultimately that's that's where design and and and, and progression starts, and then it gets you know, fine tuned and then comes to the masses where we're like, Oh yeah, I remember that board he was riding. Now now we're freaking now I get it. Yeah, it takes a little while. Yeah. Oh yeah. And I, I love what's happening with the modern twin fans and stuff, you know. Yeah. It's I've been I mean just there's so, there's still so much discovery going on. It's like it's so serving is one of the is one of the gifts to human beings. Um but you guys I'm gonna, get going. I'm gonna pay for how long? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, no worries. My wife's over there juggling two little guys. And she, <laughs> you know, did you really take that long? And I mean, we could do a part two another time or something. I, I'm, I, I'm, I'm, I'm having so much fun. But uh, yeah, I, I'm, I'm probably not gonna have as much fun when I'm when, when we stick. <laughs> yeah. Hey. We sure. know the routine. Yeah, totally. My wife's uh, yeah. giving me some stink guys too, but. Um, Dude, this no, has been no, amazing. Like, what's, so what's so important? Yeah. It's surfing, babe. <laughs> <laughs> you married a surfer. <laughs> this is what we do. Yeah. All right. Well, She's going to be like, are they going to get you some uh, subscribers? Yeah, uh, Lyndon will be your first adult learner um, on <laughs> Wakey. <laughs> I'm signing up. Now, girl, um, they can uh, yeah, find you a, on. Uh, I'm gonna give a little, a little, a little prom, little like a promo code to you guys. So, uh, if anybody wants to sign up, there, there'll, there'll be a you know late night with Chalky Wave Key promo code to get a uh, to get a discount. And amazing, um, yeah, it's a uh, you know what I mean. Basically, dude, I can't surf that much because I got like two kids. I got so much stuff going on. But when I do go surfing, I still expect myself to be good, you know, even yeah. if I haven't surfed in two weeks. But if I do a little bit of this, I can, I can, sometimes I get in the water and I'm, I, it just works really, really well. And keep, and I want to surf for like, dude, I want to, I want to surf well up into my seventies, you know, like, yeah. I mean, I don't want to be, I'm not going to be trying new progressive maneuvers in my seventies. I just want to blend in and feel the full power of 
Mother Nature moving me, yeah. moving me. You know, and I don't yeah. want. I don't want to. I don't want to be in pain, and I don't want to dig well when I don't have to. You know what I mean? And I want to keep injury free. So this is what I've come up with, um, along with all. I've been training people for ten plus years with. Wave key and it's changed. Yeah, it keeps changing and evolving and getting better and getting better. And all you have to do is go watch Taro Watanabe serve. He's my number one student. He's stuck with me since he was eleven. He is he is he is poetry in motion, man. Yeah. He serves so sophisticated for eighteen years old. I mean, he, he is. Is he? Uh, I, I'm like. Is he in Bali right now, Rippin? He was just there. Okay. He just he just got home. I what I do is I is oh, I use Zoom. He sends me footage. I go through the footage, and then any weakness or area where he's unfamiliar, we work on it here. I mean, it it and on the floor. His way he looks much better than mine because I all I ever do is is helping with his. <laughs> but but he's the he's the. The, the one that is really um, like nice. if you just watch him surf that's a, that that he's a uh, he is a benefit of of all this stuff and yeah. and he's been very disciplined which is great because it's really it's really hard to get people to do I mean look Wakey pretty much nothing is as fun as surfing yeah. so yeah not as fun but it's more fun than a workout it's more fun to go to the gym and pump an iron and it's and it's more specific than yoga yeah it's yeah. specific yeah. if yeah. you do wave key you can you, you you're gonna your performance in the water you're gonna feel more control on the surfboard in the water yeah you're just yeah. excited because, because of all the things all the technical things in it you yeah. know so but i don't yeah. mess with people's style i'm not like put your hands like this in these things yeah it's about your body the center of your body and how your body moves to flip the board on one side or the other you know and all this yeah. stuff yeah. A lot of awareness in your feet. Yeah. yeah. Well, Gur, I love it. We you better let you go. Little, yeah, you just gave us a little insight for yeah. listeners to 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 want to learn more, and they need to go to WaveKey. Just go to the website. Just go to the website and, and check it out. Like you can yeah. just, you can kind of go through the website, and there's some examples and stuff. It's WaveKey.com, and WaveKey means wave power. Uh, so I teach people how to harness the power of of any ridden any wave ridden um is the hardest with, without muscle or excessive force or anything like that and uh, that's why you can do it all, all the way up and do you know late longevity you, yeah. know, you can keep you can keep improving because yeah. that's the thing is you can keep improving because you can, there's areas of your circuit that you're that you, you have no idea that you're doing My, myself included i'm still improving in areas um a lot of one of the areas is just when I when after I do a snap and I come back around, you know, there's a there's a little bit more finesse I can add right there. And I go, okay, cool, I'm going to do that, and I do it here on the floor, yeah. and then I'm able to do it in the water and not make it look like a robot. It just yeah. happens naturally, you know. So yeah. well, hey, thank you so much. Um, we definitely want to love to do a follow up once you know maybe you got some traction and how things go. We'll do a follow up, and then we have a you know a few more questions of just the life of Gur, and we could do it. Uh, yeah, a couple months, months down something. the line. Yeah, yeah, good. Yeah, no, actually, I'd love to. Once, once I can get back to California, you know, I, I'd like to do um, some workshops and and some, you know, I like to help help kids, you know, and I, I like to help anybody that maybe stops serving because they're because 
you know, they, they stop because they don't, they're not getting the same joy out of it. I don't know, yeah. you know, like, just bring bring people uh, uh, yeah. back, yeah. you know, into getting back in the water and things like that. So maybe we could do some stuff, something together. I'd love to, I'd love to do something just for the HB boys, you Absolutely. know. Absolutely. Like, come, come do uh, our West Coast board riders and we'll do, we'll do something incorporated around the clubhouse. Yeah. You know, I, I didn't tell that story about Bud, um, but uh, I'll save it for next time because um, I actually have a picture of it I wanted to show you guys, but it's it's upstairs. Yeah. Um, no worries. I, I didn't tell that story. He'll, he'll, he'll love it. Well, Gur, this has been amazing. You're one of the best surfers ever. Um, we're yeah, stoked to uh, have you on the podcast and, and stoked to see you. Thanks. Uh, living your best life in Australia with the great family and now with the uh, awesome website and hopefully everybody tunes in and subscribes to WaveKey. Yes. Yeah, I mean, I mean, it's uh, it feels great to give back. So yeah. that's 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 what uh, that's what. Thanks for giving me the opportunity to, to um, have a funny fun conversation <laughs> with you guys. Love you guys and and miss you. Yeah, miss uh, you too. Forward, looking forward to being back in, back in there and, and uh, yeah, catching some waves and having some laughs. Absolutely. And, uh, Thanks, All right. Girl. Love you, buddy. In there for, for the paddle out for a week. Yeah. Uh, we hear you. Yeah. R.I.P. All right. Yeah. Thanks, girl. Peace. Later, Peace. Good luck with you soon. All right. Late. Okay. Cheers. Cheers. Thanks for tuning in. We hope you enjoyed the show. Please give us a five-star rating and spread the word. Special thanks to our good friends, James Williams for our awesome artwork and Justin Reynolds for the amazing music.